Hello everybody and welcome to Showhopper's Lost Season 1, Episode 15, Homecoming. I'm Kurt, joined by my previous teacher, Mr. Sal. Hello, Kurt. Hello, Mr. Sal. Uh, spoiler warnings for Lost up until now, and minor spoiler warnings for a bit of Season 2 leftovers. Sal? Hold on, are you proud of me that I didn't say hello there? That usually at the ending, but you just, but you just said that. <laughs> you've, canceled, <laughs> you've canceled out your pride factor. Correct. Well, I'm trying. I'm immediately trying to guess how you felt about this episode. So I knew you wouldn't like it. The prediction going into it. You've predicted. Okay, you've predicted the last three weeks that I won't like the episode, mm-hmm. and the yeah. last two weeks mm-hmm. have been two of my favorite episodes, like number four, and number five of the season, Hearts and Minds, and Special. Okay. So, but this one, this one, I know you didn't like. And I know you won't like the next one, Outlaws. Oh my god. Yeah. When am I going to like an episode, Kurt? You'll like me near the end of the season. I'll tell you when you're supposed to like it. Okay. But I know you didn't like this one, so if I had a guess... What did you rate Special? Do you remember? Uh, special was an 8. It, it, was, an eight. it was a high 8. A high 8. High 8. Hearts and Minds and Special were... High, I have no clue how eight. you feel about this episode. I've what? lost... I have no clue how you feel about this. I've lost... I'll like maybe I'll just default to giving saying eight, <laughs> but I'm trying. To, I don't want to say that though. I don't. I. You know I'm gonna be. No, there's no way you'd give it a nine. There's no way you'd be. You're gonna be mad about. Oh, I, I'll 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 be optimistic and say you gave it a nine, but I say that understanding you could have given this a seven. I just, I'm just, I don't think you like the flashbacks all that much in this. Okay. Uh, but you were happy to see Claire come back. A bit annoyed by her amnesia. Why don't you just remember it, Claire? It's not that hard. And, yeah. That's all, that's all I can guess is that you gave it a nine. Optimistic. Okay. Um, but you said I would hate this episode. Why? Yeah. But you think I give it a nine? You can love what you hate. Oh my god, Kurt. I don't I don't I don't get it. Uh no, I gave it a seven. Ah, oh, you did go the exact opposite. Dang it. That, yeah. that time though, I did say the whole game, but I said maybe we'll go eight. No, maybe give it a higher nine, but you might yeah. have gone lower given a seven. You're you're employing some like and psychic <laughs> technique here. I did, I did just give like the whole swab of the Yeah. No, I gave it a seven, but you were you were right about a couple of things. I don't like the flashbacks. Yeah, I figured. Um, and Claire's amnesia. Claire's amnesia does not bother me. Claire's amnesia, coupled with Ethan's death, bothers me a lot. Okay, that's fair. I gave this uh, for those of him that want to know. I also gave it a seven out of ten. High seven okay. out of ten. Probably the highest seven out of ten. But seven out of ten. Okay, it's better than the sales sales game. That would be for me what a five out of ten. Right. Uh, liked yeah. it more than you, but Yeah, so you definitely liked it more than me. <laughs> it seems like you didn't like us. I didn't think you'd have you seem to have quite a bit of anim- animosity towards it. No, look, there, there's there's some stuff I really like. Like everything with the guns was so compelling. Yeah. I oh I, I really want to ask you about the guns because I know your opinion on them, uh Whatever the case may be, only first. Yeah, I, I love the gun stuff in this episode, and although I think they 
I, I would have liked to have seen more with the guns. <laughs> um, and Locke and Jack had some interactions, which is always a good thing. So uh, there, there's stuff that I like about this episode, but there's also stuff I really don't. <laughs> so, As with most episodes, there's a, there's a give and take. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes and no. I Usually if there's something, if it's an episode that... So, for example, other episodes that I've given a seven to, like Solitary, loved everything with Saeed and Danielle. Hmm. Don't like anything else in the episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Actually, this <laughs> is like it's it's some small things, like in terms of the runtime. Yeah, less than half of it, but it yeah. makes it 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 pulls it down so much. You know, I the what I really felt at the end of this episode was I felt deflated. I, I have a question about your philosophy on the rating. Does everything start at a ten and then it gets like points deducted, or does it start low and it gets points added, or does it start like at a seven and go upper? Like, what's your what's your philosophy on this? Uh, I don't. I'm really. Or is, it, or, is just, or is it just like a touch and go? Like you just it's ask it's, your gut, Mister Gut Sal's gut. What do I feel? And gut goes. I, I i tend not to i tend not to start any place specific so it's all yeah, it's a good question though <laughs> i really stumped you on that. i don't start, i definitely don't start it i i would say i start somewhere in the middle i start at like a 7.5 oh okay so you would start like above a 7 and then you, and like, you go, you go look, around past that. My love happens. It's like, ooh, we're up to an eight now. Like, <laughs> something something I can't stand happens. Like, oh, we're definitely down to a seven now. Yeah, boo. Yeah. Thumbs down. <laughs> so, and I, I think that I think that is the best way to describe the way I do this. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I used to teach a course where I gave a participation grade. And mm-hmm. I gave it out of, out of five. Okay. But everybody entered the room with a four. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I just—I'm very. How do you lose participation points now? So, everybody entered a room with a four. I figured four is an eighty percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody's I mean, be, mathematically, nobody, yes, or correct. Four out of five nobody, is eighty percent. Nobody's gonna be like too broken up about leaving the room with a four, and nobody's gonna be very excited about leaving the room with a four either, right? Uh, okay. Okay. So, a four to me was. You came in, and you were a normal student. You did everything you were supposed to you do. You existed. Yeah. You didn't do anything extra, and you didn't give me a hard time or anything. It's just you came in, you absorbed information, and you left. You didn't participate really at all. I love this idea already. Yeah. So you had to actually actively participate and do something positive that helped the benefit of the class the benefit of the lesson in order to get up to a five. So what do you mean like actively part like does raising your hand count? If you follow it up with something. <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> Kurt, what was it? Oh, I just wanted, I just wanted to get my five points. Thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you raise your hand and ask a really good question, just how, how can one get five points just like that? Kurt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that was that. And then, the only way you lost points from the four was if you did something that hurt the class, like, you know, constantly interrupted or like dropped an F bomb or something. Did like you, 
Did you publicly like tell them you minus one? That's all you have to say to them. You you... Know, it was a while ago, so I don't remember, but I, I think I did. That's a great way to reload control. Just kids are talking. Yeah. You're both of you. You two minus yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> You're down to a three. Like, that, that's what it was. And you could get back up, but now you have to participate twice. <laughs> you go five. Uh, I thought it was pretty genius. I, I think I think it's just so funny. The idea that everyone comes in and you ask a question. Like, so, anyone have any questions on the homework? And everyone's hands go up like, oh, me. <laughs> this is like this disingenuine like participation. They're like, yes, me. You, you know, then as the class goes on, less hands are going up until eventually you turn around and no one's hand is up. They've all got their one participation <laughs> worth in there. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it didn't go that way directly. Uh, Some people you... didn't care enough. They're like, ah, four is good enough. And right. people still participated past their five. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, I think, the way that I enter most episodes of television. It's 7.5. And if you do something to so, that I love, it's going to get bumped up. Something I hate bumps it down. Your, your school, like, four out of five system reminds I mean, this is a pretty common thing, right? I think, at least, that elementary school teachers do of like, you start on a green card, you can go down to a yellow, and then a red, you're in some big doo doo. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think past red, you get like a. You're gonna call your parents. But was there anything better than green? No. See, that's, that's <laughs> not mine. Like, you didn't start at the top. But it's nice being at the top because then it's just like I just have to keep the status quo and I'm good to go. Exactly. I didn't want that. I wanted them to actually have I... to do something to get up to the top. So. I remember. I can't remember what the word. I remember second grade. It was this system, and I don't. We were doing like a practice spelling bee, so it wasn't a real, not spelling bee. Practice spelling test for when we had the real spelling test. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the word was. I'll just say field because I know it was in this vein. The word was field, and so the way we had it since it's practice, this wasn't the real thing. The answers were full. We had a folder paper. The answers were on the other side. We'd do them all, and then we'd yep. look over and see, you know, how good you were. And I got the word field, and I'm in only in second grade. Keep in mind, right? I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. I'm just sitting there. How do I spell the word field? And I, I couldn't remember. I, I was very confident on the rest of the word, but I didn't know which way the I and the E went. So, you know, I'm a kid. I'm like, I'm close enough. I understand most of the words. So I went to go turn around to look at the word because it's like, I turned my, flip my paper over. So I'm like, hey, I, I'm pretty, you know, I yeah. just wonder where the I and the E go. I know how to spell the word. I just don't know which way they go. So I flipped over thinking it's very reasonable. And I got caught doing that from a green straight to a red. I was I was immediately <laughs> reprimanded for that. <laughs> and I was I was on my best behavior that day, Mr. Sal. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> immediately, not only they, they skipped over the yellow. Oh wow! Taught me a lesson though. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, that's 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 how how I approach episodes. So let's approach this episode and start going through it, shall we? So it's just, okay. So it's a seven point five. So. We, we started right where the last episode left off, uh, this time just looking at Charlie's perspective for all of it, but it's Locke coming, uh, he's got Claire in his arms, a crowd's forming, they're calling for Jack, and Jack starts, you know, caring for Claire, who, when, when the camera pans, we can see, I think he could have told at last episode, I can't quite remember, but she's still pregnant, right? Yes. I, I wasn't pregnant. sure last episode, but that certainly now, yes. Yeah, she's still very pregnant. And, you know, Jack's trying to revive everyone, stay back, give her room to breathe, the typical stuff. And then when she wakes up, 
She starts screaming, crawling away from everyone. And she's, you know, who are you? Who are you people? Ah, ah, and she's terrified. And there you go. There's the intro. So very early on, I mean, not even very early on, immediately we see Claire's forgotten everyone. And that's kind of the biggest crux of the... Not the biggest crux, I should say. There's a very literal danger around the island. But mm -hmm. it's a big problem that will continue to exist of Claire's amnesia. She doesn't remember what happened to her. Uh, Which is fine. I, I don't fine. have a problem with that. I just, I I hope, like, I really uh, need a reason. We, we will get a reason. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this, this season, we will figure out, Claire, Claire will have a shut book in terms of her amnesia and stuff, okay? Alright, good. You feel better. Good. Yeah. It does make me feel Wait better. A second. I might have I might have lied. It might be it might be next season. It's it's we get it eventually. I think it's actually next season. Alright. Alright. We we do get eventually. I can't remember now. I, I take back my promise of it's this season. Alright. We do but we do we do get an open close shot case for Claire. Well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> You're much more sad. Like, oh, that's great. That's what I like to hear. Oh. <laughs> Next season. Mm. Okay. No, it's 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 fine. I, I, I don't mind the amnesia thing. I just... I, I need there to be a mechanism whereby we get to know what happened to her. Oh, okay. Yes. You'll certainly, you'll, you will certainly learn what happened to her. All right. So, you don't... Do you buy the amnesia? Is she playing like a Walter White thing? Like she's faking it? I didn't. The thought never even crossed <laughs> my mind that she was faking it. You, you think Ethan's her son, but you never once thought Claire was faking it? No. No. Me either. It seems like Claire's pretty genuine. That's more of a. <laughs> well, boy, if she's faking it, shame on me, I guess. Well, why? Yeah, why is she faking it? And the bigger question is who knocked out? Uh, uh, I almost said Sawyer. Saeed. In the jungle. Was it Claire? Maybe. I thought... Anyway. Wasn't Claire who Shannon was talking to on the beach? Possibly. I don't know. You can't remember. It's been too far. Yeah, exactly. Kurt, why are you and, doing <laughs> Anyway. We go on. I just, want, I just want you to still remember. You still remember when Saeed got knocked out, right? I mean, I'll just... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And my, my prediction was that Ethan did it. Ethan did it, okay. Actually, my prediction at the time was somebody we haven't met yet did it. And then when you met Danielle, I thought you'd say Danielle, but you went, no, no, no. Danielle did it. Uh, I, I think that Ethan did it. Fair but enough. we had not yet met Ethan at that point, so mm -hmm. I, I could be right. It could have been right. You could, it could have been. Basically, you, you gambled that it's anyone that we haven't met yet. Was, <laughs> you yeah. put your chips. <laughs> anyone we have not met yet, which is a fine. Yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you do that. That's a... Well... I, I mean, enough. it actually was someone that we hadn't met yet. There's no way for me to have guessed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why that's allowed. <laughs> you have no. You can't just go. Huh. I think it's um. I can't think of a name. I think it's. Well, I can't think of a name outside the show right now. Kevin. Greg. There you go. Yeah, Kevin. Oh yeah. They shut down, they shut down Kevin Garvey show. crossed over. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh man. <laughs> if, how would you feel if you're watching The Leftovers and they were watching an episode of Lost on TV since that would make... I guess, oh, that would be fantastic. I don't know why they haven't done that. I mean, maybe it's flashbacks. Are there any <laughs> actors who are in both series? I've been looking out for that. I, not that I know of. I've not seen anyone 
in leftovers that I think ever makes an appearance in Lost. Yeah, and I haven't seen anybody in Lost that yeah. makes an appearance in leftovers. So oh, I don't, I, I don't think so. I think okay, these series are made ten years apart, but still, yeah, people can age. Imagine they got what if they got young Walt, and you know, by by the point he grew up for the leftovers, he'd be a fully grown man. He could be, he could be Mike, <laughs> Michael. <Yeah. laughs> he could have grown up and got his father's name from Lost and become in that series. Oh, my, Michael from okay yeah. <laughs> from leftovers. <laughs> He very well could have grown up to become him. Become him. Uh, yeah, that would probably be not. Funny. That would be pretty cool. Uh, back back to it. We have the intro sequence. We come back to it, and it's more about Claire's amnesia. We surmise that she's remembers every. She remembers being on the plane and stuff before the plane, but nothing afterward. Uh, yeah. Jack, you know, they kind of explained to Claire that that plane. We were all on that plane. It crashed, and. Claire's like, well, why is no one coming to get us? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just a, kind of a sad situation. They've been there for nearly a month. Yep. Uh, Jack puts, if you want the exact day, it's. I, I will start telling us the days now. What day do you think it was? When, uh, like what day? Of- yeah, it was the night. Well, no, no, no. Like day five, day six, day onward. Oh, they they said it here and I forgot. Uh, they said a little less than a month. So that's your yeah, they, didn't they say four weeks? We've been here for four weeks. Maybe, well... Maybe so that was the the night of the twenty seventh day when oh, they get wow. back. Claire. You know it that specifically, huh? You know it that specifically? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because I I looked online. <laughs> there's a there's a whole lost Wikipedia, like okay. a lostopedia. Yeah, you've told me about this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got all the information. I love looking at it because it gives you the little like little tidbits, little continuity errors. I'm like, you know what? That does make sense. <laughs> that is an error. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up, though, because I'll just ruin it. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend you look at it, because it might, it might get spoilers, but I... Yeah, I, I don't plan to look at it. I don't plan to go on that, or Reddit, or anything like that. Do you ever go on Leftovers, like, Pedia page, if they have that? I'm sure they do. No, I, I haven't. Really? Someone I've, loves Leftovers I've read so, yourself. Many, so many reviews. Like, so many reviews. Like, I, I, and listened to podcasts about it. Uh, but I've never, I don't think I've ever been on like a wiki or a. I love to browse wikis of TV series I like. Like, look at the characters wiki. Of course, after I've watched the series, I don't want to look at it while I'm watching it. But right, that's cool tidbits. Anyway, we we see more of Jin, and we're gonna we're gonna be seeing more and more of Jin. I know Jin gets his own bottle episode soon. I know next one is Sawyer. Hallelujah. And... And then after Sawyer's Jin, and after Jin is Hurley, it's there. So we have. I I think you're gonna like this Jin battle episode. That's the only. Sawyer then Jin then Hurley. Yeah, I think you like the Hurley as well. I think um I think I think these next three episodes. You know I said how you'll dislike these episodes. These next three bangers, straight out of the park. Better than any episode of the Leftovers. These are gonna be great episodes. Whoa. These are gonna be really great episodes. You think? I'm going to like them better than any episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't think there's much of a chance of that. Uh, you guys open up your mind. <laughs> uh, where is my mind? <laughs> you no, know, I'm not gonna talk about that now because it's a lost podcast. <laughs> yeah. just go on. Uh, we see Jin, and we get more of Jin's insight. And I'm curious to how you feel about Jin and his world. His Limited like... this darkness that Jin lives in that he doesn't know what's going on around him and we see we learn more about it later when Charlie doesn't he? <laughs> what? 
doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I I really like this this a lot actually. Yeah. I felt like I felt I still feel like there's a chance that he can speak English and understands everything that's happening around him. Okay, you think maybe there's a chance. I think there's I think there's a chance. I don't think it's a very good chance, but I think there is a chance. Um but imagine but, being in a situation, right? You don't understand what's going on and I mean later stuff happens to him, but just you, you never know what people are really saying for the most part. Maybe you know he can make up tidbits, maybe he knows a few words and understands pointing and whatnot, but Well it's interesting that you phrase it that way and it's interesting that you viewed this little interaction. This interaction, by the way, is is where Jin is asking Sun just what do you think is going on? Yeah, right? what do you think is going on? And if Clara's okay. Yeah. Uh Sun says like she thinks she is. Then Jin wants to make sure, oh, is the baby okay too? And Sun's like, I believe so. Yeah. So So to that was far less innocent to me than what you are interpreting it as, I think. Yeah, well, but I think it's an interesting concept of they're starting to have this, well, they have this battle with Ethan, obviously. They have this, there, there are these others. Uh, at least there's one other, Ethan. <laughs> there's at least a one other. How many others we don't know. Uh, but there are people that they're kind of fighting and like, how much can they tell this to Jin, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess Sun can explain it to Jin, but even for, like, the monotonous drama that occurs around, Jin just kind of, you know, he does his own stuff, and he just, mm-hmm. in a way, he's he's got, like, darkness around him, and you can only see what's kind of close to him, and you know, people can't, exp- it's hard for people to explain things to him because he can't understand them, or he can only understand his wife. So right. I think it's a, I think it's an, it's an interesting situation. Like I, I can relate because I remember I've, I've traveled to India and I don't understand the language very well. So there's just all these people talking this language. I have no, I'm just like, sitting here. I have no clue what's going on around me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just doing my own thing. Yep. Talking English with like the one other, few other people that can talk to me and just like, and they, and other people don't understand English. It's like a, they're in the same situation. They speak, um, I think Korean to each other and yes. no one else understands that. I spoke English and everyone else around me speaks a different language. So I think it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting viewpoint of whether it's for better or worse, Jin's like his own little bubble. He doesn't understand things. But let me throw this out there because when I saw this scene, my reaction to it was, I think he's testing Sun. Oh, to see if Sun knows English? Like he's suspecting? Yeah. Well, we we had talked about this a few episodes ago. The idea did he did he hear son overhear son speaking English? Yeah, and I went back and watched that scene, and I I could not say conclusively whether he did or didn't. Mm-hmm. I think it was very much possible that he did, and very much possible that he didn't. I went back. I don't think he did. Okay, back, but but it, maybe he did. He he must. I think I think he has a, a suspicion that she is understanding more than she's letting on, mm-hmm. and that this was something of a test because it just it looked like he was suspiciously act, asking, "What do you think is happening? Do you think the baby's <laughs> okay?" I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just biased because I think 
Jin is always the worst. He's a pretty good guy this episode again, right? Or no? Did he do anything useful? Did he do anything bad? Okay. 7.5 Jin Guns. 7.5, exactly. A 4 out of 5. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I just think it's interesting. It's noteworthy. We're going to get a Jin episode soon, so yep. we'll learn more about Jin. And uh, yeah, so in the same way the last kind of Quan bottle episode was Sun focused, this one will be Jin focused. Okay. So I, was, you still you still will see Sun, but it's more Jin. I, I look forward to that. I I think that has some potential to be pretty good. Good. Uh, we see Boon and Locke talking, and Boon's asking a lot of questions. You know, how did she escape? Uh, <laughs> oh, which is a pretty good. No, it's a pretty good question, Ethan. Seemed very on top of things. We saw him fighting Jack. Yeah. And Claire's also extremely pregnant. Like, she can go into labor any day now. So, how did she escape is a very good question to ask. Plus, she has amnesia. How could she just forget everything like that? And is Boone or, is Ethan around? Did Ethan Is Ethan after her? You know. Locke hopes not. Yeah, Locke is like, I hope not. Locke. <laughs> So Locke pays a lot of respect towards Ethan, not not in like the traditional he respects Ethan, <laughs> I guess, but in the sense of he understands Ethan's capabilities and doesn't want to overreach his hand, right? He doesn't want to fight Ethan because he's pretty sure Ethan can beat them in a fight. Yeah. He wants, to, he wants to bring Ethan onto an unequal like battleground and then maybe try to go for Ethan, but he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't yeah, believe I- he also seems pretty convinced that there's more than just Ethan. Yes, he's yeah, he's convinced that they have greater numbers than just one. Yeah. So, oh. I I was a little suspicious here uh, of Boone and Locke because I I know that of all the people that we know, all the characters that we know, uh, Ethan actually has a pre-existing relationship with Locke. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking you about this. How you feel about? <laughs> Locke and Ethan in this situation like do you think that's why Locke gives Ethan more credence he's seen some of the work he can do or do you think it's just oh yeah Locke, do you think Locke and Ethan are in cahoots a bit you think that's, well, that's a possibility not, that's where I was on the fence yes. I, I definitely think that Locke has seen what Ethan can do and has more respect for him uh, more respect for his how dangerous he is than anybody else on the island I started to question whether or not Locke was in cahoots with Ethan. Um, but I couldn't really explain if he was, I couldn't explain why he brought Claire back to the caves, especially since she had amnesia anyway. That's fair enough. But same token, if she's Boone, my, well, Boone's a follower of Locke. Yeah. Boone's going to, he's going to do whatever Locke. Says. You think so? You think if Boone, if Locke would over thumped Claire over the head, <laughs> it was like quick, we gotta get her back to Ethan. Oh, He's like, I, oh. absolutely. I mean, he he thumped Boone over the head, <laughs> and and now Boone's like a little lackey. Sure, but this gotta be lines you can cross, right? Maybe not. I don't know. What did you say? I, I, there's gotta be lines you can cross, right? Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't think Boone's gonna follow Locke to Death's End. You don't. Maybe. I do. I don't know. Maybe Death's End, but the morality just. I think that that could be a reason why Locke didn't, but yeah. Boone is certainly a Locke lackey, and I, I'm curious to who you think might become a more lackeys to Locke if anymore. Uh, you mean in addition to the four disciples that he already has? Which are? Boone. 
Charlie, Walt, and I would say Mike at this point. And he's one over Mike, yeah. So he's got four disciples. Do you think anyone else is in his crosshairs next, or no one in particular? Uh well, I, I know he wants to get Saeed on his side. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that this is next target, but I think I'm I'm certain that is a it, Saeed is a target. Interesting. And do you think he has, you have any clue why he's still getting these disciples? I know he, he's a power struggler, some sort of feud, but why well, do you think there will be a feud? Well, I think it's got something to do with the hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I. I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with what Kate said, which was that he wanted, he was hoarding the boar for himself and his followers. I don't think <laughs> that. I think it's, I think it's got something to do with the hatch, and I think that it's got something to do with wanting to stay on the island. Okay. I was but, on the island. That's all I've got so far. Interesting. Okay. And I, I don't really want to analyze it much more than that because it, if I if I hit the nail on the head, I will be disappointed. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, uh, let's go on. Uh, Charlie gives Claire. He calls it a journal, but it, it's a diary. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why he called it. A, I guess I guess a journal is kind of like a diary when I think about yeah, it's- that. Basically the same thing. I I don't know if that's a Britishism or what, but oh yeah, he's from Australia. That's true. So anyway, they, they kind of talk. It's kind of awkward because Claire doesn't remember Charlie, but I kind of think it's funny. It's a bit sad too, but it is. I think there's a, there's a bit of humor though in the awkwardness of like Charlie then tells Claire, you know, they're kidnapping and how he was saved. Uh, and you know she just has some general questions like who's Ethan, uh, why he left, and just various questions. And Charlie just kind of sums it up with Ethan's a bad guy, and uh, I don't think that's about it. I don't think he answers really any of the questions. He says Ethan's the bad guy. Now, yeah. I, I was immediately at this point questioning why is Charlie keeping so much from her. I mean, I I, I can understand that he wants to shield her a little bit, I guess, because he doesn't know how fragile she is right now because she's got amnesia. Yeah. You don't want to dump too much on her at once, but I mean, it, it seems to me that he was painting himself in a bad light here. In other words, what he said implied that somehow he got away without her. That he got away and left her behind, and I, I felt like he was misrepresenting himself here in a yeah. in a way that was detrimental to him, not to her. Uh, where he could have said, uh, "Well, they hanged me." <laughs> I now see that. I think he avoided that on purpose because yeah, he didn't want to load too much on Claire at once. I'm like the type of guy Ethan is. Yeah, like to talk about the atroc- atrocities. He's done because if he goes, he tried hanging me, right? Literally yeah. hanged me. Could so be like, what did he do to me then? And then be like, oh my baby, you know, maybe more worries. I don't know if she'd get like paranoid, like oh I have this scratch or that from. I I don't know what could come of it, but well, it's I can understand. It also might jog her memory though. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I didn't see 
enough reason not to tell her. Yeah. So he, he could have told, been more specific because Claire did ask, you know, why Ethan left you behind. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, oh, we're going to sleep. Especially if he's trying to earn her trust back. It, what he did say to me made it sound like he left her behind. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. But you are kind of right. <laughs> like, I got away. The, the, the group got me. The others got me, but they couldn't get you. Right. I, I would I would be really upset if I were Claire. Well, why couldn't they get me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> they had to pick one, and here's what it is. Yeah. Uh, not much more between the two. I think you know, they're going to stay up late, and Claire, Claire asks if they are friends. <laughs> oh. And Charlie's like, yeah, yeah, we are. Now, see, that's an acceptable part to ask people, to ask someone if they're your friend. Because you have amnesia. That's fine. That That is one of the few times. Either you have to be a young child, or you have to have suffered from amnesia. Those are the two passes. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, and then we get the first instance of a flashback. I know Mr. Sal loves these for this episode. It's not that they were... I don't think they're actually that bad, but they're just not that great. They're, no. they're okay. It's like, I, I, so I learned a little bit about Charlie, that, and that's that, that's okay. Uh, you know, I'm talking about post drive shaft, post drive shaft Charlie now. Uh, so we we learned a little bit about about him, and, and that's good. But honestly, I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing shocking here. There was nothing. Um. No, nothing that furthered or informed anything that really happened in. The, the main story either. I, I kind of view this in the same way that I view the flashbacks, uh, the second set of Jack flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's, there's a really loose connection to the main story that probably shouldn't be so pronounced. <laughs> uh, so it would, in Jack's case, it was like, so he was performing emergency surgery on this pregnant woman and she died. And so he was not going to let Claire die, but it really Charlie. wasn't Claire that it ended up, ended up being Charlie. And it was a really loose connection, it felt like to me. And this is also, to me, a relatively loose connection. Uh, Charlie had somebody he care, who he cared about. He betrayed their trust, and he wasn't going to uh, lose the trust of this person that he cares about. So, but, but it's, I, I think it's a kind of a flimsy connection. Yeah. You know, this is not, and I don't expect it to be a direct analogy, but it doesn't seem like Charlie, it doesn't seem, this is what it is. It doesn't seem like Charlie would really be thinking so much about Lucy when everything going on with Claire is going on. That Yeah, that's fair enough. I always have thought of the flashbacks as this is what the person is thinking of at this time maybe yeah, I, I mean that's what they make it look like they usually show them like looking and thinking i mean i maybe that's my mistake but i don't i do think that i'm being led to believe that charlie is throughout the course of this episode thinking about lucy and i that's the part that kind of annoys me because i don't think he would be thinking about lucy during all this I, 
there's there's one line at the end that Lucy says that might make me believe why he'd think about it all this. What makes me say we'd think about it in these short snippets? Mm-hmm. But I mean, we can talk about it once we get to the end of the flashback sequences. Right. But I I can I can I can partially understand why Charlie would think back to all think about Lucy in general at least. Uh, with Claire coming back with amnesia, and trying to win back over her trust. I, I can, I, I probably, I, I think I know where you're going with this, but I, and I tend to agree. Although I think, like Jack back in all the best Cowboys have Daddy issues, I think it's a it's a tentative one, yeah, flimsy connection. Yeah, so. I agree with that. It's a small connection. I agree with that. It's not something that substantial. Uh, maybe you'll like. The next episode, a Sawyer Bottle episode. Who knows what he could be thinking of? Well, how how sad? Oh, thanks for thought. Well, you you told me that I wasn't gonna like that episode. Then you told me I was gonna like. I was going to like it. You saying this? You're gonna hate the next episode. Okay. Made my final decision. You're gonna hate it. Okay. Um, Again, seven point five. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> so let's talk on the flashback a bit here. Uh, yeah. Charlie doing drugs. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, I know. Terrible. Thankfully, though, this is the past, so it's okay. Oh. This is when we knew he was had a drug problem, and uh, him and his friend Tommy—they're running low. Uh, it's, you know, it's a shame running low. What can he do? Tommy has a plan. He shows Charlie this girl named Lucy. She's super smart. Was graduating from Oxford. Wait, oh, never mind. No, he's. Is Charlie Australian or is he British? He's British. He's British. Okay, yeah. yeah. I I don't know why for a second I thought he was Australian when we talked well, about it earlier. He's British. British. Yeah. But, and it, by the way, it, it seemed like this is something they've done before. It didn't seem like this is the first time they've ever come up with this scheme. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because the way Tommy goes through, like that one right there, right? Uh, smart, and she's from a very rich family. Tommy's like, basically, long story so short, Tommy wants Charlie to seduce her for her wealth. Yeah. Uh, you know, nick something, then they can sell it. So, Charlie. Nick something. You used the Britishism. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's the only British word I know. What's that? How to say aluminium? Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Charlie agrees, and we see him going over there and chatting, trying to win Lucy over. I've seen in the flashback. Uh, not much. It just kind of shows Charlie's drug addiction, I guess, and his willingness. Or maybe his low morals, because that's a bit of a low moral move to go, I'm going to go... Oh, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty low moral move, so... Pretty awful. Uh, whether that's just because Charlie's a bad person, or because of the drugs. I mean, well, we, we've seen Charlie. Charlie doesn't seem to be a bad person, but he certainly isn't his best self when he's under the influence of the... Under the influence, or really, speaking out the influence. He was a younger Charlie back then. Okay. Yep. We've all done some things when you were younger and not proud of. Mm-hmm. Like cheating on a second grade practice spelling bee. That bee. Test. I keep saying spelling bee. Yeah. Uh, now we, we go back to the present time. Yeah. We kind of had like a bit of a committee meeting with Saeed, Jack, Charlie, and Locke. Yeah. And they're just discussing Claire... More on that. Saeed questions how she escaped. Ethan is very smart. Maybe he sent her. You know, amnesia is super rare. Uh, will her lo- memory ever return? There's spitballing these questions, and Charlie just gets 
upset and just angrily leaves to go join Claire in the caves. Yeah. He goes off. Uh, when going to the caves, though, he runs into Jin in the woods. Kind of unexpected. Jin's just... You don't really see a Jin Charlie dynamic at all. But, no, but um, before we go get into that scene, I just wanted to talk about this little powwow that they were having. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the the what would you call this this group? Saeed, Locke, and Jack. I call them like the I call them. They're definitely the committee, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're like, really like the the head, the like executive, Jack, executive the, committee of the islands. They're, they're like. Yeah, they're like the committee. Jack being like the executive power, though, right? Like he he makes yeah. the quick shots. I feel yeah. like, but yeah, the committee, right? <laughs> Come together. They're like the the president, the speaker of the house, and the senate majority leader. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. How yeah. will we be going against this thing with Claire and Charlie's there as the Claire's representative? Since Claire can't really speak for herself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I do think that Saeed makes a lot of really good points. Definitely. Here. Why did Claire come back? How did Claire come back? Yeah. How on earth did she get out and with amnesia and find her way back to the camp? Like it. That's just, the, that's it, the biggest question. Yeah. How did she get her way back? Yeah. She's amnesia. How it, could she definitely get back here? Does like none of it makes any sense, and it, like it, it seems like. Ethan wanted it this way, which then I start to think, well, what did Ethan get out of this? Definitely. There, there, there's not dead. <laughs> but, <laughs> but before that, what did he get out of it? And I, I don't have a good answer to that yet. So I don't know. Maybe you, I don't, I don't want any spoilers, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't know if, did you have answers to that at this point or you don't remember? I, I don't remember what I was thinking. Probably just I I I would probably guess that I would wonder. I would probably assume Ethan sent her here on purpose because there's no way. Yeah. That you could re- like how could she ex- escape right without us seeing? I was just yeah. I yeah. think that's the only real solution of Ethan did it on purpose. Yeah, that's that's what Maybe makes. He's got some bigger plan. Maybe she did something to her. I don't know. We don't know what happened i don't know but definitely yeah understandable questions uh back to the woods though charlie and Jin. uh charlie's walking with Jin to the caves and he's just kind of talking to Jin about what i was speaking about earlier you're not part of any of this drama you just go fish for you and your wife and then you just live your life none of this stuff affects you right none of this drama and (laughs) immediately they start hearing something winding up yeah. Jin's like trying to shut Charlie up and he's looking and then he just gets slinged. <laughs> oh god, like right in the chest. Right? I know, yeah, Jin just oh. gets imagine getting slinged so hard in the chest, you get knocked out like that. Oh. Like it hit you in the chest? Not in the head, you got hit in the chest, you got knocked out. Oh, I know, seriously. I don't I don't know how oh. By the way, Charlie does know one word in Korean. What was the one word? Anyang, which <laughs> you haven't seen Arrested Development. Well, you've seen like some of the first episode. Yes, yeah, some but of the first episode. There's there's a character in Arrested Development named Anyang, so and he's named Anyang because one of the characters adopts him and he's Korean and he doesn't speak any English, so he keeps waving and saying hello in Korean, which is Anyang. So they think his name is Anyang because he says it all the time. <laughs> 
So I got a big kick out of that when Charlie said this. Uh, good for Charlie. He knows he's yeah. more more Korean than I know. So. Yes. So well, we're gonna get bad guy Ethan. Very bad guy scene, by the way, right? Very stereotypical. Ethan just comes approaching Charlie. Charlie, Hello. I want her back. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ethan demands that Charlie brings her back. Uh, Charlie, like, then he tries to, like, fight Ethan. I think he, like, picks up a stick or something, but Ethan, yeah. like, choke slams him against a tree. One-handed picks him up. Oh, and then he threatens God. to kill someone every day at nightfall until Charlie brings Claire to him. Every day, killing one. The last one being you, Charlie. And then he just pieces. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out... Like this is this is the stuff that doesn't make sense. To yeah, me. exactly. This so that this throws the theory out of Ethan's doing this on purpose because he doesn't need Claire to do this. Out. He doesn't need to like. It's not like he's a nation that needs justification to declare war, right? No. He just he can just impromptu decide to kill them. Well, in fact, he doesn't even need to get unless he wants to do this as a sport. Give him warning and then pick him off as like training. But I, mean, I guess, but like, if you can get in and kill whoever you want, why can't you get in and get Claire? That's true. Well. I guess the counter that'd be like he's not, he's not a I, I wouldn't say he can get in and get whoever he wants. He's not like a superhero, right? He can definitely like pick someone off, especially because like if if you're if you're trying to guard people, or if you have if a group of forty people and you're trying to guard each other, someone will be on the edge, right? So you're you're thinking that Scott was the low hanging fruit here? Yeah, he was on the edge of the he was on the edge of perimeter, like in this case towards the water, right? Like, whoever was in Scott's position probably would have died, right? It's like, he can't get to the center, because everyone's at the center. And he knows, it's not like he's an invincible guy, right? Yeah. He just, he just understands that he can kill someone every night, probably, because someone's going to be around the perimeter. Someone, if you guys have a lookout, I'll be able to get someone. And, mm. you know, you can pick someone off, yeah. And in this case, it was Steve, Oops, Sam, and Scott. Aww. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. That's terrible. No. That, uh, we'll we'll get to it when he dies. But, uh, just How do they not have him wear a red shirt, though? I think he did. No, he wasn't wearing. No, it. he wasn't wearing a shirt when he died. I don't think so. <laughs> Mr. Sal wishes the red shirt. Oh, I really do. I mean, they already explained it. They uh, did. I, I love. I would love it if the, if he was wearing a red shirt. But... Whatever. He's one of the survivors. The no names, uh, not no named. I think he was referred to before. Well, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. got a name. Yeah, <laughs> Steve. Aww. Aww. <laughs> even more. So Ethan leaves, and now we get back to like, I guess Saeed went off to do something. So it's just the mini powwow, Lock and Jack, <laughs> with <laughs> Charlie, and uh, Charlie's like, Ethan's here. We got to go after him. And Jack sides with Charlie. You know, yeah. he's threatening to kill. Someone every day, we've got to get him. Locke, though, as we talked about a bit earlier, he respects Ethan's abilities, and he does not think that they should hunt down Ethan, especially with what happened last time. He's a wise man. He's a a wise guy. Uh, Locke instead thinks that, you know, maybe tell some people, station some people out, and, you know, look out for him. But, you know, Jack, we see more of Jack's philosophy here of, you know, if someone dies from what Ethan says, the blood is on their hands. That's I want right. to ask. I want. I want to ask you. Do you agree with that? Do you think the blood would be on their hands if Ethan does what he says he will do? I don't think so. I don't think like the blood's on your hands. 
Especially if you're trying to do something. You're, you're talking about Locke in this case. Locke, yeah, in Locke's hands or Jack's hands. Is it on any of the survivors' hands if Ethan does kill someone? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think Jack's being unreasonable there. Like, but maybe, I understand what he means. Maybe Booms. <laughs> but there was no blood. Oh, <laughs> actually, I see what you. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking. I see what you mean when he's falling asleep. Okay. Right. <laughs> Or Boone. I think actually more importantly than him falling asleep is the fact that, that didn't they go looking for him? No. They they went looking because they heard the noise of like Vincent, I believe. Well, because they heard the noise alarm go off. And oh. then they went over to that area because they heard the trap. That's right. And then they saw Vincent and Boone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, but Boone, Boone is to blame here. So they, they do cut down to a deal of, okay, We'll tell everyone, but we're going to play defense. So everyone will be in the caves, and we'll we'll have, like, outpost sentries and what what have you, and we'll guard the caves, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Locke brings up, this is a theme over and over we keep hearing, if Ethan is alone, and, you know, what if this is part of Ethan's plan, to get us to all herd together like sheep for the slaughter, mm-hmm. and... That and then Jack want, is curious to know what Locke's plan is, and then we get a cutaway, so we don't actually get a key yeah, to Locke's plan. Away. Thank, yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we don't actually get to know what Locke's plan is. Yeah, but I do tend to agree with Locke that going to the caves is probably the worst thing we could have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, really? I, actually, and no, I take that back. Really, think going to the caves is the worst thing they could have done. Worse than being on the beach. I, I do think that. Why? Because on the beach, you have, well, I guess I don't know the layout of the caves well enough to make that claim. <laughs> because, I mean, I, my thinking is, you know, when you're on the beach, and I think Locke says this, you, you've got one side that they can't access you from. Apparently. Well, it turns out that they, although I don't know, like it, it turns out that they did, but did they really? Who knows? Yeah, who, who, who really knows? But even even if they can get to the water, you have a lot of open real estate that you can see, right? You can see, like, only thing you can't really see openly is through the jungle, but you can see, like, part of the sand and over the water you can see very clearly. Imagine anybody sneaking up on you on the beach. That embarrassing to you, Mr. Stone? That's a... up on you from the water? It's, yeah, there's somebody, there's somebody did sneak up on them from the water? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's forgivable to overlook the water. I, I don't know how you would predict that they would come at you from the water. I, yeah, I, I can definitely go with that. And, uh, I want to talk, I want to talk to you about Jack and the guns in this situation. Cause we do know after, um, Scott dies, Steve, whatever happened. No, it actually is Scott. I said it right that time. Uh, <laughs> when Scott dies. For the next night, Jack whips out the guns. Why didn't he whip them out the first night? Oh, I think that... I think that he rightfully trusts Locke's plan mm-hmm. to work. And yeah. the fact that it doesn't prompts the guns. I, I think... I mean, and I and I agree with Jack if this is the way he was thinking. So, 
I guess maybe this is the way I'm thinking, and I'm assuming that Jack is thinking the same thing, that if you can avoid bringing the guns out, you should. Okay, but a man died. Right, so then he brought out the guns. Okay. We could have tried to bring him out. Okay. The first night. I think if Jack was on his own. Because, because, okay, so he does go with Locke's plan, I understand that. But if he had told Locke, Hill and Locke, there's four guns, so now make your plan, right? This could, this would have influenced Locke's plan, probably. You know what I mean? We could have had a better night one. Granted, I don't think it would have been all that much better, because he came in through the water. So. Oh, I, I do. I think that night one would have become night two. Like, or night okay. two, night one. I think, I think so. I, I think what fueled night two also with like the bait trap was because... We learned just how threat, how much of a threat Ethan is. He actually got someone. I think night one they'd be like, "Listen, we got four guns. We've got this whole perimeter set up. He's not getting through us." And then he gets through, like he did. I, I think if Jack shows Locke the guns on day one, mm-hmm. that he does. Locke comes up with the same plan that he came up with on day two. Okay. And they just do it on day on night one. That's, yeah, that's not that's not like that unreasonable of a plan. <laughs> I am. I do not blame Jack for avoiding the guns. Okay. I think you've got a resource in Locke that you trust. Let's. Uh, the, I think that Jack did the right thing, trusting Locke's plan. Uh, and Locke's plan plan may have worked if Boone hadn't fallen asleep. That's true. Yeah, Boone did fall asleep. Although I, I mean, I, I don't know that that's the reason. That yeah, we, we we don't know. If you would have even seen him go in the water, however, Ethan went about. I like. I don't know. I wonder if Ethan like swam or if he like dived. He looks snorkel and he's like swimming in the water. I and I was imagining some kind of boat, but or a boat. That's what I was wondering too. If he had a boat, maybe he had a submarine. Who knows? Ooh, maybe that's what the hatch is. Ah, a landed submarine. Hatch. Maybe a a beached submarine like a whale, but. In the middle of an island. There you go. So, okay, I'll, I'll get back, though. Anything else you want to say on that, though? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, okay. To go back, we're in the caves. Another Sun and Jin moment. Uh, Sun's caring for Jin's really bad sling wound. <laughs> Got slinged hard. It was pretty pretty awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And he, you ask him if he knows what's going on, and Jin just goes, you know, how how would I know? And he, he right. j- all he knows is that he's been attacked for what the rest of the survivors have done. That's all. That's all Jin really knows. And that's I feel kind of bad for Jin, poor guy. Like he doesn't know what's going on, really. I, how 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 am I supposed to know? I just got I just got attacked. To this guy, a poor Jin. Poor Jin. Poor, what do you, do you do? You think Jin's a bad guy here? I, I just want to call your attention to his reaction when Sun asks him what's going on or do do you know what's going on he says exactly what did you say he said he said uh, how would i know what i know right that is not the reaction he got from sun so i think that jin was looking for that reaction from sun how would i yeah so I, I, I think there's, what is the noun 
for nefarious. <laughs> Nefariate. Uh, some nefariousness going on here. Do you think Jin Jin's plotting? Or Jin, 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 Jin's got malconations in his head of, hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to lay a trap for Sun. Sun. She, she's playing some mind game traps of Sun. Yes. I don't That's... know. Okay. Well, well, we'll see. Like I said, it'll definitely be more Jin. Uh, maybe not super ton next episode, but fill in the one after Jin Bottle. So. Okay. Jin Bottle. Jin Bottle. <laughs> with a J, G. not with a G. Uh, now we see back to Charlie and Claire. And Claire starts lamenting about how no one will talk to her. And she feels like something is going on. And here, this is where you were correct about how Charlie is keeping things from Claire. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he keeps the fact that Ethan is back and is threatening to kill people in her name. <laughs> or until he gets her. So, you know, nothing's coming back to Claire. Uh, Charlie references the golf course, which I'm sure you're happy about. Well, and I think in two times of this conversation, Claire just really feels like something's going on. And both times, Charlie's like, no, nothing's going on. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So I've got some beef with Charlie here. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. That Charlie, I don't know about that. Like, you're really trying to keep the secret from her. But it's a bit, it's a bit too serious, right? There's, there's a real live threat around. Yeah. And maybe he thought, like, the first night to be able to get Ethan. Fair enough. There's a lot of them pretty confident about their plan, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a... Blood was spilt. It was not Ethan's the first night. So... It's true. It's what it is. But we got another flashback. I know Mr. Sal loves these. Mm. Especially coming into Lucy's house. Really ornate house, too. Like, real... This is what I imagine a British house to look like. <laughs> no, any British house. Any British house. All of them have to have like a old World War Two parent. I can't say that word, but paraphernalia. Yeah, that word right there. Uh, so anyway, you know, we get into Lucy's house. Lucy's like, oh, let me go make some tea. And they talk about Lucy's dad. How you know he collects these old knickknacks from the war. Charlie's kind of snooping around when she goes to get tea, and he finds Churchill's Winston Churchill's. Uh, cigarette case, and oh, I mean, he finds it. Lucy explains it, and then she's like, "You know what? My old man's here tomorrow. How about you come for dinner with both of us?" And that's the end of the flashback. Not much on that. We just kind of see Charlie still. He's still part of that whole nicking plan right now. <laughs> he's he's scoping out the the scene. Yeah. So I I've, I've got <laughs> I had a couple of questions about this. It was like, okay, so. I, I'm really interested to know how long they've been like dating. Me too, because they they come back to her play. I I am as well because I don't they don't really give you any track of time. Yeah. I don't know if they just came home from the bar or if like it's been days. They said well, date in there. It's long enough that she's comfortable asking him to meet her father. Yeah. Which and that varies from person to person, of course, but it's not insignificant. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been long enough for that. Um, but meanwhile, it hasn't been so long that Charlie's going through withdrawal yet. Yeah. So, they, 
he's he's seemingly run out. Well, no, no, he's not run out because oh. they later learn Tommy's giving him stuff on speculation <laughs> on spec. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's not run out. Yeah. Or maybe he has run out, but he's still he's still got a supply. Yeah, but this is a long con. Like this is not. He's sawyering it up. Yeah, really. If this is this is if this is getting to the point where he's being invited over for family dinner, but this is not just a long. This is not just a quick get in, grab the cigarette case, get out. And he doesn't grab the cigarette case. He doesn't. No, he doesn't grab it in this case. In this case, <laughs> he doesn't grab it right whatever, now. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. I can't think of the other one. I'm gonna give up on thinking of another one. Yeah. Did you think of another one? No. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 I'm Goodbye. done with these references. Case closed. Ah. He... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're they've been together for some time, and the big question with these flashbacks is: Is Charlie starting to actually, you know, like Lucy in a meaningful way, not just oh she has money and I can steal her stuff and sell it for my drug addiction problem so uh, I don't think that's the case yet but I think there's definitely a case to be made you did the oh case, no you got it later on so here's what it is let's cut off that flashback before we get any more case references okay <laughs> and I guess there will be another case in the present time <laughs> so, okay uh, we see Cat and Jay Cat and Jake Cat and Jake I love it Kate and Jack in the caves, your favorite dynamic duo, the the lovers of the island. Kate, you know, gives Jack an apple. Ah, just wonderful. And Kate, you know, Kate's aware of what's happened to lock, I guess, brought her up to speed off camera. She wonders why Ethan's back. Jack, he doesn't know why Ethan's back. And Kate pleads with Jack to use the key. Right. Hey, you have the key. Use it. And Jack, you know, says his fears of, you know, we'll probably hurt each other. People are going to hear stuff, sounds in the bushes and shoot. Paranoia. I'm not putting guns in untrained hands. He puts it. Yeah. So I know you. we've talked about it already. You, you are on Jack's side in this case of avoid using the guns unless you need to. I am. Don't wanna, we don't want to cause more issues. It is, it is, it is a, like opening a Pandora's box. It's true, right? Because oh, yeah. ammo, you'll spread out the guns. Maybe someone doesn't give one back. And just the case of there, there's ammo around too. So if you find a gun in the future, if it's a 9mm, you can use that ammo. Um, yep. I'm sure you can use it for different guns. It won't work as well, but... And, I'm, I'm not so sure about I that. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm just going to say you can. You can MacGyver it, maybe. Okay. Maybe, add, I don't, maybe I don't, if you got like a... I don't know anything about guns, so I'll have to take your word for it. I don't know a ton about guns either. So, <laughs> well, then no. take my word for it. You can't. I've never, I've never tried using a gun with a different. <laughs> well, so I have no clue how that works out. I'm, I don't know guns that well, so we'll just say that maybe a solid maybe. Right. They've got a lot of time on their hands. I'm sure they could MacGyver something. I, I I'm really not sure about that, but whatever. Have Doesn't... you seen what side can do? I have. This guy's making like satellites. That from dude an island. can triangulate anything. He's gonna make a space program at this rate. 
<laughs> if I can't get us off the island, but I can get us to space, everyone. <laughs> so, that would be off the island, wouldn't it? That would be off the island, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get to lock Boone and Saeed. And this is where we see them. They're making noise traps for Ethan. With They have canned, like... Uh, what's it? They have a bunch of cans. Which I was like, well, how do they have a bunch of cans? And I wonder, like, does yeah, that stuff I just wash up on shore? I didn't even notice the cans. Well, that, that's what's part of the noise trap, like when they, you know, set I, it yeah, off. I didn't know it was a noise trap when they were making it. I thought it was like a snare trap, like uh, what Saeed got caught oh, in. Oh, yeah, no, no, they're making noise traps. Cause, yeah, they're putting four on the perimeter, and yeah, they're four noise. Okay. Yeah. So, did you did you figure that out later on, or for the whole time you didn't realize that? Which the sound trap or the four on the perimeter? The noise trap. I I never understood that it was a noise trap until they said noise. Like, oh okay. Actually, no. I even they never that, said they never said noise no, trap. That's why I asked you um, I, if they were go- going into the jungle after Boone. Like I, I oh, because you hear the trap. You know, you hear the trap because I think Vincent's the one that triggered it, and that's what woke up Boone. It's like, huh? He heard the he heard a noise okay. trap. And that's what triggered him. Well, that's that's good to know. I'm glad I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> making a yeah, making a noise trap is easy. It's it's more widespread than like a not even a deadly trap, but a trap trap. Because if you make a trap, you can only get like a certain surface area. Where like if you make a net, it can only encompass a small area. But if you make a noise trap, you can have this tripwire that goes for like super long. And then if if okay. they step over that tripwire at any point, then you're just alerted. Right. All right, I, I, all right. I can buy that because I was about to ask you what, why would you make a noise trap instead of just like a trap trap? Oh yeah, see, and that's but, perfectly why I think you would make a noise trap in this case. Yeah, that, you've, got a lot of, you've got a lot of people. I think a noise traps are perfect in this situation because yeah, if you just make a few noise traps, you can, you can, you can very efficiently and very quickly make traps that can hit your perimeter easier. Yeah, that does that does make a fair amount of sense. So. Yeah, I was just wondering where they got those bottles from. Maybe they washed up. In that case, littering's good, people. And if you litter bottles in the <laughs> ocean, maybe some survivors on an island can use it to make noise traps to help them from people that are trying to kill them. <laughs> so, think about that. They don't tell you about that. The more you know. The more you know. Uh, so we just see that. They talk about sentry duty, um, making fires every 20 meters, which is yeah. all great ideas, you know. Yep. see the area, and we see Boone. Oh, I'll... I nominate myself as tribute to be on Sentry Duty, not the Hunger Games. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> this is like, Papa Lock, Papa Lock, look, <laughs> I'm doing good. Papa Lock's like, of course you are, Boone. <laughs> like, like Boone didn't have a choice. Either you way, he was part club. of it. <laughs> he doesn't get bonus points for being on Sentry Duty. It was expected he'd be on Sentry Duty. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, Boone. Boone, you got some, uh, you got some brown stuff on your nose there. <laughs> what? I don't understand that. You know what a brown noser is? No. What's a brown nose? You've never heard of a brown nose? I've never heard of a brown nose. Really? Like, you eat brownies? You put your head in chocolate? Like I don't know what causes. Is it because you yeah, put okay. your, your your nose in the mud? All right. So uh, a brown nose is the same thing as a uh, kiss up. Oh, heard. okay. Wait, I think I've heard of brown. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. But why is it called the brown nose though? Uh, because what? Are you... Oh, oh! <laughs> I, I thought it. I thought I figured it Good out. Good boy, Kurt. 
There you go. <laughs> you could have called the breast of fecal matter, and that probably would have gotten. That's conclusion. that's that's where that comes from. Yes. Oh, okay, that's a good one. I like that a lot. I've never thought. Of... <laughs> I that way more now. Yeah. Uh, I know that people my age group don't know that. Uh, that's so funny. That was a senior superlative in my senior yearbook. A good one. Yeah, class brown noser. Well, there's teachers pat because they've made it more. It's the same idea. It's just a nicer way to say it. And, I like brown noser a lot more. That that was uh that was me by the way. Really, you got brown noser? I did. <laughs> got a real brown nose. Hope you keep it clean, Mister Sal. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. night now. Uh, Charlie's kind of. Charlie's bothering Jack a bit, like, oh, maybe we should move Claire somewhere else. You know, I'm sure the caves are the safest. There's got to be more caves. You know, we could put her somewhere else. And Jack's just pretty confident. Nothing's going to happen to her. Leave it, Charlie. Yeah, he was pretty confident the night before, too. Hmm. <laughs> well, listen, he was confident nothing would happen to Claire. And he was right. Nothing did happen to Claire. Uh, that's a fair point. That night, at least. The other night. No. Yeah, I didn't really believe her cries. Of a, a main trying to attack her, which we still don't know if they were real or if she's yeah, those are I mean some powers. Yeah, that that yeah. I don't know. I hope I do hope that we get more of that. We'll see. Claire Claire is back, so we will we'll see more Claire. Speaking of people that have gone missing, I did realize like we have Claire missing in this. We have Evie missing in the leftovers. Huh? That is something I wanted to sure it's on the record that i noticed this connection that's interesting people go people go missing i mean however I, i'm not gonna... missing anymore yeah that's, that's true but and i can't answer the question <laughs> i don't know boy if the, if the if the reasoning behind both of those disappearances no okay we'll leave, we'll leave it there <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it there um we get another flashback from Charlie. And yep. here he is having dinner with the dad. And it seems to be going pretty well. We, you know, we learn about the dad who's part of a band, but then he had to stop because he had to provide and grow up. Um, yeah. So on and so forth. And he kind of keeps this brand of, you know, you got to eventually grow up and provide. What about you, Charlie? You know, what are... How, how goes the band? Now, this is, a, of course, a different situation because... The dad's band is probably more for fun and yes, what have you. Charlie's band is actually a successful band that has made a lot of money. So this They've could got be a... songs on jukeboxes. Exactly, as you will see later. Not many people have songs on jukeboxes. No, that's, that was already that was the first flashback. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was the very first flashback when he goes to talk over. Yes, it's drive shaft song. So you kind of still provide having a band and whatnot, but this is where we learn kind of more of the time scale of things. Uh, relative to Charlie's life that we know. Uh, Charlie's band has been on a bit of a hiatus because Liam had a daughter. It's actually been more like a year, and he kind of gets more and more sad as he talks about it, of like, oh, actually, it's been a lot of time. That's just a little bit of a hiatus. Mm. Yeah. You know, I might even go solo. Yeah, there's been some royalty problems. You know what? Driveshaft might even be dead. <laughs> so he, yeah. he, really, he really goes down that pathway. I don't know if he does it on purpose to try to get sympathy but i don't know why he'd really want so sympathy. I, I, that's I, th I thought that he was doing it on purpose or if he was just genuinely sad and he was just going down this rabbit hole as he was thinking about it more and more and he was just 
looking back on said. it, that's the more likely explanation. Yeah, because I don't think he's really seeking. That, that doesn't really help him with his end goal. Getting the sympathy doesn't doesn't get him closer to getting the Winston. It helps him if they give him cash, but he offered him a job. Yeah, he took that. <laughs> Which Maybe he just wanted a job. Yeah. And he did want the job. He said yeah, he That indicates to me that this was genuine sadness. I me too. I think it was genuine sadness. And um he'll we'll talk about him with Tommy afterward at a bar. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's uh taking on a same, job. This hmm? Same flashback? This is the same flashback, yes. It okay. is two scenes. Uh Charlie took the job, selling copiers from the dad. He starts Mondays, Friday, so he gets the weekend. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is where we learn that he's been using Charlie's stuff on speculation. <laughs> I I really like Tommy in this scene, actually. I do like Tommy a lot, yeah. And Tommy's pretty mad because, um, basically he wants him to do more milking, I guess, and less working. You know, <laughs> nick yeah. some other stuff for me, Charlie, so I can sell it. Come on, he kind of says the plan outright. I think this is the first time he says it like outright. Steal it so I can sell stuff. Right. Uh, and Charlie talks back about Liam, like, hey, I don't think Liam's coming back, and I need to start thinking of my own future. So, this is where I really began to think, okay, I think Charlie does care about Lacey. Is it Lacey or Lucy? Lucy, it's not Lacey. It is Lucy. (laughs) Does care about Lucy. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, he's taking this job, and obviously, you start robbing from her. I guess, listen, you could probably take something pretty small. And it wouldn't it would go unnoticed. And I think that's what he was trying he was trying to grab the cigarette case and hope it would go unnoticed. But it did seem like he did care about Lucy though. It's not like he disliked her. It was just oh I I, I question I wonder how much Charlie cared about Lucy, and I think he cared about her more than the average person. <laughs> oh, I, I think he cared quite a lot for her. I think Me too, that, okay. You know, I I don't think I don't think you take a. I don't think you go from being a rock star to taking a job as a copier salesman, mm-hmm. if you don't really care about that person. That's true. Yeah, and, and Lucy wonders this as well too. God, uh, right. We'll see. We'll, we'll see that more later. Uh, anything else on that flashback? No, I, I did enjoy this uh, Tommy and uh, Charlie scene. <laughs> I, I, I definitely did. I, I liked the way. I, I liked the exposition. I liked the way. They, they showed us what the plan was. And I love when Tommy says you start on Monday, today's Friday. Okay, let's let's see how let's see how you do without that fix. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't do that well. Yeah. Uh Tommy set him up for failure. Oh, I told this so much. Anyway, back to the present day. We have Boone, Locke, Saeed, all in sentry duty. More as well, but those are the three we see that we know. Mm-hmm. And we see Boone, he's starting to fall asleep a bit, and then eventually dozes off, and then almost like a Kevin Garvey scene, I swear. Oh, second, he his eyes. Yep. second he closes his eyes, wakes up, it's broad daylight, and, yep. just, he, and what wakes him up is a noise trap going off, so he just, I'll, I'll give Boone credit to this, right? He, he, he wakes up and sprints into action. You, you, you are, of course, a teacher. You've probably had kids fall asleep in your class. Have you ever seen a kid fall asleep in your class and were impressed by their their waking up? How how they just quickly back into things. They wake up. And just, 
Uh, right no. back in the same. No, never. No, no one even woke up. I got I, right back I, to writing other paper. Yeah, I'm never going to be impressed with any degree of falling asleep in my class. But you would be. Uh, I mean, I think that'd be pretty impressive if you see a kid they're just fully asleep, and then a loud noise happens. They wake up and they're, just, they're immediately pen, pencil in hand, writing in their notes. They're just like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. There's a level of admiration there. Nah. Not for me, there's not. You're just saying that because you're a teacher. And you're scared if you ever, if you say yes to that, then students will start falling asleep in your class, knowing that if they wake up, ready to go, you'll be cool with that. So I understand why you're saying no, but I don't have skin in the game here. And I'll speak <laughs> for both of us when I say it's pretty cool. And if you pull that off, all is forgiven. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> all is forgiven. Do you take that personally if someone falls asleep in your class? You can't. No, I don't. I don't take it. Yeah, you shouldn't. You should. People, kids get tired. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't personally. No. I don't wake them up either. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> well, do you wake them at the end, or do you just fall asleep from when your next class comes in? <laughs> it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! I was not expecting. I thought you'd have a solid answer. It just it depends on the mood. No, I've definitely like gone and woke them up as soon as class ended, and then I've also just let them go, and they wake up like two minutes after class ends, and the <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure you like the confusion then, right? Especially when you let them wake up, they wake up. They're confused. Do you pretend like you didn't know they were asleep? No, I feel like that's a great thing to do. If you were just sitting there, you know, doing stuff, and then they just wake up, and like, you know, you just pretend like they were never asleep. Are okay, you good? Actually, I guess it's kind of hard to. Anyway, back back on track. Boone's chasing this mysterious shuffle in the grass. And what did you think the shuffle in the grass was? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't immediately thinking Vincent. I was thinking more like this is Ethan. Yeah, obviously, it's like he's falling asleep. It's daytime. Boone yeah. has let him strike. It's Boone's fault. Gosh darn it, Boone. And maybe it was Boone's fault. He might have missed. Something else Ethan did. And I want... So, let me finish it real quick. Boone finds Vincent. Block and Saeed come as well. Oh. There's Vincent. And then they hear a scream to which they go to the beach and they find uh, Scott. Also known as Steve, though that's not his name. Correct. And, you know, they wonder how do they get past and you kind of see them look at the water and the prevailing theory is they came through the water. Uh, I want to take a step back and say, the Vincent trigger the noise trap. Uh, how long do you think Scott was dead for? Like, do do you think they used Vincent as like cover? Like they sent Vincent in? As, I, like... I no, I I think Scott was dead for a while. Yeah, okay, me too. I don't think that was any clever. I think they just snuck in, got yeah. him, pieced out. I I have I don't know quibbles. <laughs> with with the Boone storyline here. Like they, they make a big deal out of him volunteering and sh- Saeed showing his hesitancy and, and Locke you know, swooping in for the big thumbs up and a letter of recommendation for, for Boone, right? And then and they it make, an outstanding job. Yeah, and then they make a big deal of, of showing us Boone falling asleep and then waking up. But unless I'm terribly mistaken, which I might be, 
that murder was done. Uh, no, I guess that makes that does make sense. That I think that murder was done because Boone fell asleep, and while he was sleeping, somebody snuck by him. I yeah, I think that's about, so. I was about to this is that to you of Boone fell asleep. They snuck by Boone, killed him, snuck back across, and people think he came across the water because Boone was watching that side, and they just figured because no one knew Boone was asleep. Obviously. If they did, they would have woke him up, right? Is that, they're not like you, Mister Sal, and they see a student sleeping, and they're like, ah, we'll let him sleep. There, they would probably go over and wake him up. Hey, Boone, you have a job to do. Yeah, or when the place supposed to be standing guard is asleep, you wake him up. <laughs> Oh, so now you're okay with waking people up every time? Okay. You don't you don't equate to going to high school as equivalent to standing guard for someone's life? Okay. I would. <laughs> just, okay. just just saying it out loud. You do you agree the, with that statement? The dude is supposed to be guarding the group. I'm just saying you feel that's an equivalent statement. Yeah. I say right, or that's a fair statement. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll move on. But yeah, I, I definitely think they snuck past Boone. That's yeah. what I think. Right. But yeah. I wish they hit on that a bit more. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Boone will say something about it later on. Yeah. Could be. Uh, So we have this like. We, we kind of learn uh, the man's fingers and neck were broken. Like, probably not a very good death. Uh, and. Sawyer says Steve got the short end of the straw, or the short straw, drew the short straw, whatever. And Nopo Scott, <laughs> they find hysterical. And then they have like a, a little funeral eulogy for him. And Hurley's the one giving it. I just, <laughs> I just love the way Hurley ends up like, I just, um, I just, I don't know how to end these. <laughs> it wasn't even all that great. Oh, poor, poor, poor Scott. They they kind of had a, a bit of a, a laugh with his death, which is like he, he Hurley just like lists what's on his census. Exactly, yeah. He's like a lot of people called him Steve. Name was Scott. Yeah, he taught. He was, he was like some. He was from, and this was what he did for a living. Yeah, this is what he did for a living. Name wasn't Steve. It was Scott. Yeah. Don't, don't know how to end these. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh well. Minus one survivor though, less boar to go around now. Wonderful. Less mouths to feed. Less mouths to feed, not less. Yeah, boar. yeah sorry, more boar to go around. Hopefully, but they're migrating. I heard. Yeah. So, where we we go back to Claire in the caves, and she's looking at people. People keep looking away from her, kind of even keeping a distance, and so she goes up to Shannon, and that's all. Like people, people are staring at me, and Shannon's like, "I'm not staring at you." <laughs> she What's says, your name? She stares. Yeah. What's your name? Shannon. Shannon, you're staring at me. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> What's going on? And Shannon kind of spills the beans that Charlie was oh so hard trying to keep in contained the- in their bean container, but Shannon came over and kicked it right over. Ugh. <laughs> So Claire goes to Charlie, very angry for not telling her the truth. And Charlie cites he just wanted to take care of her, but Claire feels that she can take care of herself. Yeah, uh, and I think we both agree that he probably he definitely should have told Claire. I I absolutely feel that way. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying you have to lay everything on about Claire and her entire life, but you should have told her, yeah. By the way, that guy that kidnapped you, he's back. <laughs> he's a bad dude, and he's looking for you. Yeah. He's a bad guy, and he's looking for you, and, and he's going to try to kill people. Right, but these are the things we're doing to try to keep you safe. Yeah. And do you think a viable strategy is just giving up Claire? Do you think that's ever a viable strategy? No. I, I Really? I, I'm with... Uh, I, I assume Jack and Charlie on this one. Like, yeah, that you should never give up Claire. Even if I just want to go with the hypothetical situation, you've lost three. It's three nights. You've lost three people, right? Mm-hmm. It's not working. Whatever you're doing, Ethan's just always a step ahead of you. You never give up and give up Claire. I I don't think so. I, and I think that you think it's like a negotiating with terrorists type of thing. Like you, you, you meet one demand, and there's a the fear that they'll just make another demand. Or not so much in negotiating with terrorists. I think it's a trolley problem type of thing. It's it's. Do you, are you familiar with the trolley problem? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can reiterate it if you want. Uh, the trolley problem basically is uh, you're on an out of control. You are the driver of an out of control trolley, uh, and the tracks are about to split up ahead. And stuck on one track is one person that you know, and stuck on the other track is I think thirty people that you don't know. Okay, this is a much different one than I know. Thirty people. I, I guess a lot of variations. I, yeah. I know, like, yeah. So Whatever. Yeah, we'll it's, it's multiple people. Yeah, fine. Well, 30, though. 30 is fine. One you know, 30 you don't. But you don't know them. Yeah. You have to choose which way to divert the trolley. And another another thing on it, though, is also the act of where is it going by default? Because... <laughs> because you can do nothing. Yeah, because because by hitting the lever, you are you are sentencing someone to death but by doing nothing it's it is out of your you've done you know you've done nothing that's true that's literally what you can say uh, the way i hear it is sometimes like there's five people uh even like maybe you're just a train stop like you're you're not even in the trial you're like an outside position that can just control the tracks right you're sitting uh-huh. there and the trial is running straight and if it keeps going straight it'll run over five people but you can divert it and it'll kill one person it's like okay well, it makes sense. I should divert it. They're all strangers in this case. I could divert it and kill the one person, but I have to... I'm willingly involving myself to get the one person. Right. Right? I'm... If I just look bygones, be bygones, I'll, I'll take out five people. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can do the trolley problem. And yes, yeah. Right. But the so, the, you know, the people... point is, this is choosing Claire or choosing everyone else. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say everyone else. Everyone. Someone else. Someone else. Every night, though, <laughs> for an indefinite period of time. Yeah. So no, I, I, I'm not willing to give up Claire. At the, certainly not at that point. The other thing that I think you need to take into consideration is that there is a reason why Ethan wants Claire specifically, mm-hmm. and I would like to know what that reason is. <laughs> and because what if giving up Claire uh, means even bigger problems? Oh, okay. I didn't think of it like that. That's true. Yeah, that's a yeah. That that is definitely a big. That, that's a problem I did not think about. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, anything else you want to say on that? No. Okay. okay. Player trolley problem. So, we we get another flashback. This might be no. It's not the one I really like. It is. It's still a great one though. Uh, it's a good one. Charlie's. He's getting dressed for his first day of work. 
Lucy Bottom in nice suit, you know. And Charlie, he, he gives the cigarette case a look, right? Like, oh, and it makes it makes you wonder. Oh, is he is he still? Is he gonna do that ever? Is, is that is he gonna do that? And they keep talking about his new job. It's his first day. Charlie, have you memorized the manual? Say something impressive. He says something impressive. I guess I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe if you like copiers, you're you're really into it. Uh, and you yeah. know, Lucy's really pumping him up, and she, you know, she's like, "Oh wait, I have something for you. I forgot." And she walks off, and that's when Charlie goes up to the Winston Churchill cigarette case, gets closer and closer, and then just swipes it, pockets it. Mm. Charlie, you bad bad boy. That that is pretty bad. There's not really much you can do to justify that. Maybe you could say, ah, you know, they're they're wealthy already. I'm just redistributing the wealth. I'm Robin Hood, basically. But uh, I, mean, I, 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 that, that is a very far reach, Mister Salad. I'm going to tell you, yeah. I do not believe in that. I mean, it's certainly not an excuse, but a, a reason here is he's going through withdrawal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that is true, and we can. So he's going to do whatever he has to do to get that next fix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is true. And we'll see in the next flashback, which I think is definitely part with her also probably nerves, but a funny flashback nonetheless. It's uh, very funny, yes. Oh, it's wonderful. And uh, Lucy comes back, brought up a briefcase, and this, this just kind of makes Charlie more out to be a bad guy this next end of the scene of where he's like, ah, oh, I'm going to be late for the bus. I got to go, Lucy. But Lucy's like, no, no, I'll, I'll try for you. I'll be fine. Come on, let's go. And, and, uh, well, and because you know by by the bus, he means he's out of there permanently. Yeah, well. He's not going to work. His his intention was not to work. Like, he he made his choice. He's going through this with, withdrawal, the, through this withdrawal. He can't function without the heroin. He needs his fix. He's, so therefore, he steals the cigarette case. Yeah. His choice is made right there because he can't go back in this house now. <laughs> he's got to make his run. Yeah. Once once he steals the cigarette case, he's out. He's out on Lucy. He's out on the father. The I didn't even think about it like that, that he didn't plan on going to work. Oh, no. I, I promise you, he did not plan on going to work. <laughs> wow. What, what vigor, Mr. Sal. Oh, absolutely. Because now that Lucy is driving him, now he has to go to work. I'm, yeah. There's, there's some ways out of it, but yeah, definitely. He's, yeah, he's basically committed now. I do like how he has this briefcase, but does he really have anything to put in it? No. But she, she says something along those lines, doesn't she? I can't that, remember. <laughs> I know you don't really need it right now, but it makes it look more official or something. Oh like yeah, that. oh yeah. She just says, "I do remember saying it'll make you look more official." So, yeah, I I do need to get me a nice briefcase. How much are how much is like a brief like a businessman briefcase, Mister Sal? Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I, I've never had a businessman briefcase. Really? No. Never had the like messenger bags, like canvas <laughs> mes- messenger bags. So can you start wearing like a? I mean, I know it's COVID night right now, but you know. Things ever go back in the swing of things, and you go to your classroom. Can you come in with a nice polished suit? And you have a first day of classes, so you just come in. You have a briefcase and a suit. You, you come in right as the bell rings, right? So everyone's already sat down in class. 
you come in with your suit, your briefcase, you set it down, you open it, you take out some papers, you pass them out, and you just real, real official. Uh, I don't, I don't see myself ever doing that. Okay, yeah, that's why. That's how you get the respect of your students, though. Immediately, uh, it's a shortcut. Okay, I'm not saying you can't without it, but it's just a shortcut. <laughs> Type of respect that I usually am going for. Like... <laughs> okay, fair enough. Also, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, so. it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, anyway, uh, anything else on the flashback? Nope. Okay, so we go back. A uh, bit of a John and Locke situation. This is where we see them one on one, a little bit more. Uh, and they talk about what happened last night. Uh. You know what will happen tonight? Same thing as last night. Uh, Jack wants Locke to track him. Like, you, know, he, you found him before, or we tracked him before and we got to him. He can do it again. And Locke does not want to track him. Because again, Locke keeps showing how he respects Ethan. And he, he you know, he openly talks about Ethan has the advantage. We're on his turf. We're just idiots with sticks. Yep. And Jack, you know, he get he gets a little spark in his eye and a look, and he's like, "I have a way to get the advantage." And he whips out the key he's been having around his neck, goes over to this hidden case, and he opens it to reveal four guns, uh, with a box of ammunition or two. I, I love what Locke says is like, "What's it? Well, Doctor, you've been holding out on us." Yeah, he's got this huge smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, Jack gives Locke a gun, he like, you know, cocks it, checks, you know, the magazine, looks at it, and then he's, it cuts them and he just gives like a the classic Locke smile. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> then it goes off. He just could not be happier. I mean, that is grand, and now Locke has a gun? Yeah. I don't know. We don't know what happens to the guns afterward. Was that? Was that? We don't know what happens to the guns after Ethan we is don't. killed. Which is the most interesting thing in the episode. The, the guns are the most interesting thing. I love that uh, Jack tries everything he can to avoid using these guns. Can you track him? You know, I, I love that he goes there first before he shows Locke the guns. Now, do you think Jack's film, do you think he's in the right, like, do you think at this point it's a fine time to reveal the guns, or do you think he did it too soon? No, I, I think he's in the right. I think, you think that, he perfectly played his hand. I do. I absolutely do. I th I think he had to try to get Locke to, to track him, and when Locke says that's not going to work, and I wouldn't do it anyway, that's now it's last resort time. Okay. So I actually liked Jack more than maybe I've ever liked him. <laughs> like this Jack guy, pretty smart guy. He could even be a doctor. I think this guy. Cool. He's got a brain on him. <laughs> Oh, I would think just like he does. <laughs> he must have had a really tough upbringing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was probably name is Christian, if I had to guess. His father must have been really tough on him for him to be so smart. Now, anyway. <laughs> uh, now we see you know the the council. <laughs> we'll call him Saeed Jack and Locke. Executive representative, council. yeah, executive council. Uh, the Senate. I don't know. <laughs> but with. Uh, rep representative Charlie coming up and Claire's well, name. Goodness, it's the cabinet. That's the cabinet. It. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, the cabinet. Yeah. And they're sitting there plotting. 
Uh, and all we hear, you know, the Charlie, are you insane, guys? Yeah. And we, we quickly learn they're trying to convince Charlie, let's use Claire's bait. You've got guns. And Claire steps in and she's like, I, I'm willing to be bait if it stops other people from being her. Very mm-hmm. reasonable answer. Uh, there are four guns. So Charlie kind of, like, hey, there are four guns. I want to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. And Locke kind of like, eh, you ever fire a gun though, Charlie? And kind of basically tells him no. Which surprises me as a Locke guy, right? I feel like Locke would be real like, just believe Charlie. Here, <laughs> give him the gun. Uh, yes, but he's also not, he's not giving a gun to Boone either. That is all. Fair enough. Yeah, Boone does not join the the task force, as I'm going to call them. <laughs> the gun yeah, brigade. I think John recognizes he's got work to do with Boone and Charlie. Yeah. They're yeah. not. So, we get a uh, second to last flashback, which I I love this flashback so much. It's just Charlie trying to sell a copier. And you know, just trying to demonstrate this amazing speed. I don't, I don't think you've ever been put in a situation in your life where you you've been part of a. Have you been part of like this type of thing where they're trying to sell? Well, I did. I, I worked in college admissions for a year, which is which it is sales. That is true. I guess you're selling students yeah. to college. Not, I'm, I'm not selling a physical like item. Yeah. So you're selling a whole college. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So fair enough, but oh, it's just just painful. You know, he hits the button, the print doesn't work, and he's just sweating all over the place. Probably withdrawal is not helping him either. The, the guy, you know, he had him timing him. Oh, it's just it's just so I, I, it's so funny, but so painful. And then even she just pukes. What? Why does he puke in the copier? Why, that's the thing. Yeah, that's how I wanted to. Like, why? Why didn't go and puke? Literally any place else would be better. Yeah, you could literally puke on the floor. Like, yeah. Why? Why the copier? Oh. Also, how do you get big copiers like that? And I think they get Findor frames actually. I guess how do you get anything anywhere? Like fridges. Those are annoying. That's oh. that's well. I, you can get them into places, but then you have to like set them up. They must have like a, a demo model that is ready to go, just needs to be plugged in. And or are those printers assembly? I don't know. I don't know how much goes into those massive printers. I don't know. Well, I imagine that they, that you don't assemble them, but that they send a team of people. Oh, one person to assemble it when they when it gets delivered. Okay. Uh, that's what I would guess. I never thought of it like that. that. I know that could be the case. They're pretty big printers. Yeah. yeah. I I don't even know how much they cost. What, like a thousand. Oh, I would guess more than that. I would guess four or five thousand. <sighs> I'll print your papers. Hand write them for you for that price. <laughs> well, it's not just print. <laughs> <I> copy them. <laughs> it's just how he's outraged that I made this <laughs> statement. <laughs> like it's just a glorified printer. I you- yeah, I know. I know the importance of Last the humor. <laughs> the bad, a teacher that has to print like hundreds of papers at a time <laughs> that knows the the what how nice it is to have a really nice printer. I've just soiled it in the dirt like a golf. Nothing. That's I have a at home printer works perfectly fine. Why would I ever need that thing? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. So, but yeah, that's that's all there is from the flashback. Doesn't go very well at the job. I just thought it was funny. 
it's made to be funny. So yeah, I, I think that's the idea. Is that it's just uh, oh, oh, Charlie. Yeah, comedy. Ah, so we see Locke, or not? Yeah, Locke thinks that Charlie's right in the sense that we have four guns. We should have four people. So Jack goes to Sawyer, offering him gun, something you don't really expect, but Sawyer did shoot that polar bear pretty well. So <laughs> he references the polar bear. He does kill it. Uh, Kate comes by too. Uh, Sawyer, you know, she wants it to come as well, but hey, don't have a gun, Kate. Can't come. Then Sawyer asks about the ammo. You know, hey, why was that used? How many boxes do you have? Like, how much bullets? Nine millimeter? Okay. And he goes back in his, like, little tent thing. Comes out with the Marshall's gun, which I don't know how they overlooked this. But granted, I forgot about it, too. So. Yeah. And it's been about a month. So I guess I could see. Because I guess without ammo, they just kind of forgot about the gun. It's not all that useful without the ammo. Yeah. So, no. Oh, I still got the Marshall's gun. You remember the Marshall's. Sawyer goes and kind of goes on about the marshal. Jack just goes, yeah, I do. You shot him and missed. <laughs> Which is cold. Ah. Oh, boy. But anyway, that means Kate is coming part of the gun brigade. Now there are five guns. Cause five is better than four. Sawyer points out. Very good, Sawyer. <laughs> so... We see him, we go to the next scene, and it's the gun brigade with Claire. So, that being Saeed, Locke, Kate, Jack, and Sawyer. So, five of them, plus Claire. And they're plotting. Uh, Saeed wants Claire to stay in this one vague area. The rest will be surrounding her, hiding in the foliage and trees and whatnot. And the guns are a last resort. They want Ethan alive, which I think you would also agree with in this case, right? You want Absolutely. Okay, so you, you are yeah, all for this the plan. And this is my, this is one of my problems. One of my other problems with the episode. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Charlie didn't get to hear this plan because he was. They didn't invite him. He was just sat there far this, off. This this should be an understood plan. This is not. <laughs> well, Charlie wasn't even supposed to be there. Too granted, he was not yeah. supposed to be there. This is not right. Like, you need this guy alive. If Claire has amnesia, you need this guy alive. Anyway, though. The stormy night. What a perfect night to be a stormy night. Claire is out and about. All alone, seemingly. Ah, uh, why did they do that? Oh, so, just kidding. I mean, I, I maybe... Again, I don't know a whole lot about guns, but... Uh, I've seen lots of other shows and movies where guns don't work when they're wet. You can't, I don't think you can get like the interior wet, but like even that heavy of rainfall, as long as you don't like, I'm pretty sure the gun will be fine. You can't just, but you can't dip it underwater. Well, I, I guess then I question their choice to make it rain because to me, this rainfall was there to instill doubt that the guns would work. Oh, maybe it does though. I'm not. I'm not pro with guns, so maybe, maybe. But so if if it's not that, then I don't know why there was this much rain. It's not. It rains. Maybe a lock called it. Just a stylistic choice. Maybe it was raining on the day of the film shoot, and they're like, "Oh, we already got everyone out here. Yeah. We're gonna film the scene. Rain or no rain." Or maybe they went to film one thing one day. It started raining. They're like, "Well." 
we don't want rain for this scene. Let's just film this scene instead. Because hmm. it can fit with the rain. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know the headaches that are filming and like weather. That seems. I also don't need know. rain. Like, what do you do when you need rain, Mr. Sal, and you're filming something? You gotta wait for it to rain? No, you can make rain. <laughs> you can make rain. I also don't. I also wait, don't... wait, wait. You can do a rain dance and make it rain. Not literal. <laughs> I know that, but wait. What do you mean? Like, do you mean like CG or do you think like they actually just have a device overhead that is just making it rain? Well, I mean, CG would work if you're like inside looking out. Yeah, that's true. But if you're in the rain, like people are in the rain, they're getting wet. Right. Then you need actual rain. So, but there are ways to do that. That's where you just have like a big hose that's just spraying into the air. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'm, it's, it's more complicated than that, but. You know, I, I've heard of uh, some movies uh, using a crane to, I don't know what they do with the crane, but. They put a yeah. guy on top of it with like a bucket and it's like, yeah, simulate I, rainfall. I don't know that all of Lost is shot like on location in a jungle. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is. I'm almost like, I'm almost certain that the caves are a set. <laughs> Those caves are not real. Yeah. Mr. Cell goes on. Yeah. Those are a set. They are indoors, air conditioned, and feeling great. Well, I mean, more or less, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 caves, I think, are are definitely a set. I don't know about the rest of it, but I so buy that. this could have been a set. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. It's just some place in the jungle. Make a set, huh? Yeah, behind the film stuff is really cool. Uh, I don't like. I remember seeing like you see nineteen seventeen. You don't like more movies actually. I did see. I, oh, yeah. Interestingly, I forgot what we didn't talk about. You did see nineteen seventeen. Yeah, I I saw. Uh, I went to an Oscar showcase. Did I tell you about this? No, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my college roommate every year, uh, goes to one of. He lives uh in a bigger city than than i do <laughs> um and one of the movie theaters that is around him uh over the course of two back-to-back saturdays they show all the movies that were nominated that are nominated for best picture okay by the oscars by the academy That's a cool uh, concept. Yeah. so this year i went to visit him for one of those saturdays so i didn't see the first there were nine nominees but two of them were netflix they didn't show those so i didn't see the first three but i saw the the second four so i saw jojo rabbit and i saw parasite and i saw once upon a time in hollywood and 1917 a parasite yeah in this so this was back to back to back to back movies in a theater so it was like 10 a.m i think to like 9 p.m it was like <laughs> 11 hours in the theater but well, I, mm, I don't know how well 1917 stacks to those movies uh not well <laughs> yeah i liked it but i don't know if i'd like it I mean, in I, a marathon I'm, with movies I, like that i'm not a war movie guy yeah. i don't like war movies uh it was really interesting because the it was the it was the long camera shots are, are what makes it so interesting right yeah it, oh yeah it yeah. almost looks like it's two camera shots and 
mean, it, it does look like it's two camera shots. I don't think it actually was. It, if it was, I mean, that's truly impressive. But no, 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 it wasn't. No, the behind the scenes are pretty cool, but no, you can tell where they make little cuts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But so, but, but I'm not I'm not a huge. I'm not a war movie fan at all, and that was easily my least favorite of those four movies. I, I do like the behind the scenes on like superhero movies, just because it, it's just superhero movies. I forgot who said it, and I don't even remember what they said exactly. But it's just they're not really movies in the no. traditional sense because there's just there's so much editing that goes into it, along with real life people. Like they're wearing like these um, let's see, I don't remember the proper name, but they're like wearing like CGI kind of suits that are made so in post processing they can make them look different, and they have all this other yep. stuff, and they're like you know pretending they have powers, and it's all like all this you know so much editing that goes into it, right? Yeah, post production. Yeah, it's far cry from just your standard traditional movie of people talking and yep. a real story coming out. So, but I, I, I think the, some of the behind the scenes on that that was pretty funny because you just see this person like in a green thing and they're wearing like this massive motion I, capture whatever, and then there's like this placeholder person that's just standing there for what will be like a CGI character. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I think it's hysterical. Yeah. But Lost wasn't using any of that t- that stuff. No, but. no, no. But why did you? Leftovers ask- might be. Mm. Oh, oh, just, just because I I saw the behind the scenes on that, and I was oh, and we were talking about behind the scenes stuff. So I was like, it's, right. it's some interesting behind the scenes stuff for how they did some of this stuff for them. Um, I nineteen seventeen because since since the movie, for those that don't know, the whole gimmick of the movie looks like it's in one take. You could say two takes, kind of, but it, sure. it, it, but it looks like a big continuous, you know, it's a big yeah. continuous movie, and it's interesting because they have like different problems doing that. Like, for example, when the character or characters are walking, they have to walk and they're talking. You have to make the set long enough that while they're talking and walking, it fits, right? Yep. Now it's just like it's stationary the whole time. Right. Exactly. Some other yeah. stuff. So I'm I'm reason as far as Lost goes, I'm reasonably certain that they did film in Australia, but uh, I mean that's the beach scenes for sure. Uh, maybe some of the jungle scenes. I'm almost positive the caves are. I know the premiere episode is in Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii! I know that for certain. Oh, because I remember I saw like a little trivia fact of like uh, planes going over Hawaii had to when it was like the plane crash. Yeah, scene, they had to warn people. Actually, I know it was filmed in Hawaii because I remember seeing um, an interview from the actor that did John Locke talking about how it was fun being in Hawaii. So I think most of it, if not all of it, is filmed in Hawaii. Oh, okay. But but anyway, uh, the reason I remember that tidbit is because from the premiere episode where it's like a plane crash, planes flying overhead would warn the people on the plane that is a set <laughs> for a movie and not a real plane plane crash. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I so I do think actually a lot of it takes place in Hawaii because the, the actor that played John Locke mm-hmm. liked being in Hawaii. So. Yeah, you might be right, and, and certainly all the beach stuff has That's to be on location, like for yeah. sure. But, yeah, certainly that is not. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think it is just in Hawaii. I don't okay. know if they film other parts of it, but I doubt they'd fly out that many people. Maybe they would. I don't know what else could be elsewhere, but definitely Hawaii. The beach part is mm-hmm. for the premiere episode. Anyway, though, back, back to the episode. Where were we? Oh, yeah, we were at a stormy night. Claire's out and about. The gun brigade. They're hiding around. Sides up in a tree. They're hiding. I just like that he's in a tree. Like I feel like that's so extra. Being up in the tree. Um, I I did too, but then I remembered that he's got a bad leg. Oh yeah. 
So he he's not going to be moving around. He needs to be perched somewhere. So he can just, I guess, yeah. Then he can shoot his gun. So fair enough. I just found that everyone's on the ground and Saeed's like, he's just so extra. He's like, I'm going to go up in the tree, guys. <laughs> anyway, they're just hiding about. And then Ethan stereotypically comes for Claire. He starts kind of running at her. Claire starts running away. And then Jack, out of nowhere, tackles Ethan to the ground. Mm-hmm. And they get in a scuffle. And actually, this time around, Jack wins the scuffle. I also want to note that no one actually helped Jack mid-fight, which dumbfounded I, me. so glad you pointed that yeah, out. Because... dumbfounded me that they just, I guess maybe, for Jack, maybe Jack before I was like, listen guys, if I came to fight with Ethan, let me fight him. My pride's at stake here, because, I mean, he did have his butt handed to him no, by Ethan the last time. No sense. You, uh, got, but... you got four people on the ground and one in a tree. Like, yeah, and and so and Saeed doesn't take that long to come either. Like he's, he's right, pretty quick too. Yeah, so it's like actually, actually he got there. Him and Locke got there before Sawyer and Kate did. I, I think swear. you're right. Yeah. So, so, so there's five people, five people on one. This would have been over in a snap. They just they let Jack have his pride. It's like um, I know you, you don't. Do you know of the Assassin's Creed game franchise? We've talked about it on like four. Okay, podcasts. just because, just because I love, I still love the. I, I probably I always cite this right, especially in older editions of the game. I think the last two installments, probably the newest installment that's coming out, won't have this. But enemies would fight the character one at a time, so you'd have like ten guys trying to fight you, and then. But they take turns. So, like, one comes, swings, falls back, one comes up, swings, and they take turns fighting you. And that's what this makes me think of. Just Jack fights him. It's Jack's turn. If Ethan beats Jack, maybe Sawyer comes in. It's Sawyer's turn. Yeah. I'm a big fan of turn-based strategy games. Like, I... But it's not turn-based, though. Like, you are, like... It's not turn-based is the thing, though, Mr. Like It is, like, live time. You have, like, a, you have like an axe in your hand, and they all have weapons, too. And you could be running away, and then if you stop running, they, they just encircle you, and they just come in and take turns to attack you. Oh. It's not turn-based at all, is the thing. It would make sense if it was turn-based. No, yeah. it's it's like, it's a big thing people always used to make fun of the game for. Of why does everyone attack you one at a time? The guards could just all attack you at once and get you. Yeah. But, yeah. And I don't get it in this context. What? Yeah. Why are they letting Jack just do this by himself? And, you know, it's just a pride thing, right? Jack, I pride thing. Up, up, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't help out Jack, but I'm glad you saw it as well. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. So, you know, Jack tackles him. They're fighting, and Jack gets the best of Ethan. And, you know, the five surround him. Ethan kind of tries to get up. <laughs> I love Sawyer's line of like, uh-uh-uh, not even for one second, Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Sawyer barely talks in all this episode, but he just gives banger lines. Like, anytime he talks, it's just such great. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Not, no, not Jungle Boy. <laughs> Poor Ethan. And then he gets shot dead. By who? Charlie. What a dumbass. <laughs> it is super frustrating that Charlie yeah. killed Jack. But Charlie does give one... He does give a good point, okay? Which is, the next day... You know, Jack sits down by Charlie, and why'd you do it, Charlie? What he asks him. And Charlie says, because he deserved to die. And Jack gives exactly what everyone's thinking, but he could have given us information, you know. 
But others, he just has information. And Ethan, Charlie is confident that Ethan would have not given up any information. And he did not want her, did not want him to hurt Claire again. So, do you think Ethan would have given up any information? They do have Saeed, torture expert 101. Yeah, I mean, they have Saeed. I mean, in a, in a worst case scenario, somebody, no. Yeah, in a worst case scenario, I guess, somebody comes looking for Ethan. And now you've got somebody else that is confirmed, that has revealed themselves. You know, in a best case scenario, Ethan gives it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And worst, well, worst case scenario, people coming to look for Ethan, they'll look for him anyway if you kill him, right? Right. Not like it's not like him. They're not gonna have contact with him either way, probably. So, yeah. yeah. No, if I mean if, maybe they're like, oh, I see what you mean. They may come back trying to free him. If you kill him, they'll be right. like, yeah. Well, it, now it, they they have to rely on someone else coming for Ethan. Otherwise, Claire's amnesia has to go away, and that's the only way. That, those are the only two ways that they get any information about what happened directly. But they still have other chances. For example, they can just go looking, right? They can search the island. Now they've gone, look, now that the guns are out and they're about, maybe they'll be more confident. They're like, you know what? Maybe now we go on the offense. We take the battle to their turf, wherever they are. First, we got to find their turf. Yeah, seriously. So, but, you know, if, if Claire could get back being pregnant, surely they can get there as long as I mean, they can find it. If Ethan's alive, you could release him and follow him. Okay, I mean that, that that's a bit of a scary. That's that's a bit. <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch. You have no chance of any of this with him dead. Yeah, that's true. Like, in the... but you run the risk of Jungle Boy somehow escaping your clutches. Like, what if he? What if he does get out? And now, because he's a pretty dangerous guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you run the risk. You know, capturing him, you run the risk of him escaping. If, that's a fair I argument. I feel like you could restrain him pretty well. Man, straight from the jungle. For how long, we don't know. According to you, he's Claire's baby from the future somehow. Mm. So maybe maybe he's been in the jungle. Imagine the egg on Charlie's face when he finds out that's Claire's future child that he oh. just shot and killed in front of Claire. Seriously. That's a, that's a big goof So... Uh, let's get back to the final flashback here. Uh, it's Charlie knocking on Lucy's door. I like the way it kind of played it all up in the sense of how Lucy found out and all this stuff. So Charlie apologizes for what happened, and what happened was the EMTs came after his puking and whatnot at the copier sales pitch, and while they were, you know him the ambulance they found the cigarette case on him so obviously lucy knows now and lucy really thought charlie had cared about her but really it was all for the cigarette case and lucy asks him but one question he no she knows sorry she knows why charlie stole from her she knows why charlie pretended to like her but charlie why did you take that job and so you say charlie never even planned on going to the job oh no i i i that's he once he's once he took the cigarette case he didn't plan on going to yeah, the job yeah exactly. but in that moment at dinner he was debating it Is that when he no i think when he took the job he was all in okay but just but there's a moment of weakness his 
his addiction and withdrawal from the weekend really it got to him to where he was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll take this and I'll. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I I can get on that bandwagon. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm with that. So, and Charlie just says he wanted to be respectable, which is okay. He wanted her to think uh, that he could take care of her. Something along yeah, those lines. Like it's about Charlie. The, but the, the, I mean, it's a, it's a really kind of antiquated chauvinistic uh, idea that antiquated chauvinistic. These some big words, Mister Sal. Oh, uh, sorry. These are, these are level five vocab words. Come to dumb it down for me. Sorry. Antiquated meaning like, old and out of date, and chauvinistic meaning uh, maybe maybe paternalistic is a better. I know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it's it's like I'm the man, you're the woman. I need to show you I can take care of you, and I like that about Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I also, I mean, I was disappointed with this response. I think it was it was there that you could have said because I I really did like you and, and I really do like you. Yeah, I think that would have been a better I response. Change, I wanted to change for you. He should he should have made it about him changing, not about taking care of her. I don't think. And you know why I think they put that line is because they wanted Lucy to say this in return, right? For the for the tentative connection. To the main storyline of, you will never take care of anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess there's more than just that connection. Charlie lies to Lucy, but by lie to Lucy, he only he does one thing, which isn't lying. He just steals it. But I guess he does something. To, he does something to betray her trust. There, I mean, there's something he does. There's way more. There's a lot of defeat with Lucy. Like it. It's not outright lying, but there's, yeah. a, there's, there, there's a lot of mistrust. He, he's he's taking advantage of her trust in the same way he takes advantage of Claire's trust by not telling her the full truth. Why, you know, she's just, hey, something's going on. I feel it. No, no, Claire, nothing's going on. So there, there are some other lines, but yeah, I, again, I, I think it's I think it's just a little too loose for me, or maybe it's too on the nose. I, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> Those are two pretty right. big opposites right there. Uh, I mean, too loose, too on the nose. I, I think that the Goldilocks here, Mister Sal. It's forced. It's it's forced. Okay, there. That's, okay. You'll never take care of anybody. Like that's. I don't feel like that's a response that Lucy would have to him at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, it it just doesn't feel natural for her to. Say I definitely that. agree. I think the flashbacks would be definitely. I wish they paid it off better. And it could have even ended like this, but just Charlie's last line of, you know, I wanted to be respectable. I wanted you to think I could take care of you. And Lucy's last line, like, yeah. I think they they could have definitely paid it off better. They didn't have to be so direct. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'll, I'll just give the ending scene of night, the caves. They always love to do this at the end of just showing people, you know, they show a lot of the characters. Son and Jenner together. Uh, Shannon's kind of doing something at Saeed's arm. I think killing it. But not quite sure. Yes, you're right. Uh, Jack's getting water. I don't know why. <laughs> he's, you know, he's doing stuff. And Claire comes to Charlie saying she remembers peanut butter. Oh, remember uh, how you hated that, Mr. Sal? Look yeah. how important that was. 
that did... imaginary peanut butter. Uh, I don't know if I if I hated it. I didn't like it that, so I hope you hated it. Luckily, it felt like the weak part of that episode. But... Certainly, oh, I agree. But Claire doesn't know what happened to her. She admits that she's scared, but she wants to trust Charlie. And with that being said, gives him a good night. Walks off. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. The end. Roll credits. That's the end of the season. <laughs> I I like to think of each episode of what was that? What if that was the season finale? Like, what is this right here? Season for now. I, you know, I mean, Claire's back. Ethan's, they, they've... That's actually a doable season. Yeah, now that I think about it, I was just kind of joking at first. That's a that's a, that's a doable season for now. Claire's back. Ethan's dead. Like, they, they, they probably could have. Could have. It's supposed to be changed a few things up, but yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, we, all in all, I just feel like this is an episode that is its primary function is to stretch out the season. Okay. No, that's that that's what that's what it felt like because Really you see, I I I I disagree with you pretty heavily, I'm not gonna lie, because they okay. killed Ethan, this man who for but quite that's a while. Why, that's why I say this, because they killed Ethan. Because we can't possibly immediately get any explanation for what happened because Ethan is dead and Claire has amnesia. Okay, so that this I I I I would argue that this episode did not extend it. Maybe you could say that decision extends the season. But which I, decision are you talking about? The them killing Ethan. But I I, I I think killing Ethan is fine, and I think Claire having amnesia is fine. But when you put them together, suddenly you have no way, no immediate way. To figure out what happened and mm-hmm. and the so why do you do something like that so that you can spend a few more episodes trying to figure it out that's true and i know it's eating away at you mr sal but but you know what you'll feel better because next episode is even worse than this one so you, you'll have more to complain about and this will no longer be on your mind well, and that's possible, but at least it's a Sawyer episode where I'm hoping for plenty of character development in his flashbacks. Yeah. I don't think there's all that much Sawyer, though, in the episode. I mean, I assume he's they're his flashbacks, right? No, I don't. You remember how Walt had that one flashback that was from Brian's point oh, of view? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all the Sawyer flashbacks are from his mother's point of view. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> well, well, we see Sawyer. We saw him in Boone's flashback. You know the. Yeah, the I know. Station. I'm if they come back to that at this point, I do like the small connections. I will. Actually, I won't tell you anything. There's something I was going to tell you, but I've decided not. To... Okay. There's. You're a baseball fan, right? Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. I think that'll do you. How long have you been following baseball for? Um, I would, I guess, 30 years. Whoa, okay, so you found, okay. I think you'll really like this episode. <laughs> oh, wow. This, <laughs> you are all over the place on your predictions. Well, for... because, well, because you know, you, you told me how you felt about the Flash. Or but since you're a baseball fan, that has a big influence on this episode. All right, cool. There's a singular line that it said that oh, will make God. it all worth it. Oh, come on. <laughs> 
and that is all. And if you guys aren't free, uh, baseball fans, you should really become one for watching Outlaws <laughs> because it is a big deal now. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a baseball fan. Baseball. Yeah, you need it, well, at least 20. 30 would be preferred. It's like a chopping minimum requirement, 20 years experience. Preferred <laughs> 30. Otherwise, don't bother watching the episode. They don't even bother. I mean, yeah, you should. You're wasting everyone's time in that case. You won't get that one line. That one line. I'm telling you, Stel. It went from I don't think you like it to you'll you're gonna you'll be a head over heels for this episode. Let's see oh, that one line. One It'll line. be your new favorite episode. I'm saying it right now. This will be your next favorite episode. Okay. Uh, and to the listeners out there, you know what else should be your favorite episode? Show uh, hoppers. Yeah. And you know what you should be doing with show hoppers? You should be sharing it. With everyone around you in your vicinity. It's true. Um, I don't know what's a great way. Here. Here's a great way because I was using these recently. You know, like, walkie-talkie radio things, right? Yes. Obviously. I, why am I acting like you? have never heard of walkie-talkie radio. Yes. So, you know, little handheld radios. They mm-hmm. can to communicate with each other. Uh, my friend, you know, we, we were working on something and he got us radios so we could communicate with each other. And so using it and it has multiple channels right yes. but it has quite a reach it has like within a city a mile reach and then in like open field like open if there's no obstruction 12 mile reach i'm like oh, wow pretty good to reach yeah. what if i was in like a busy city right surely people there's only 22 channels max right surely like if i'm in the heart of new york city right 8.5 million population city someone out there is using this radio right you know i could just go through the channels and just and just talk to people that are working. Maybe they're doing carpentry work, and I just tune in. They're like, "Hey, Joe, can you can you bring up the ladder?" Yeah, Bob, I'll be up there. And then I'm like, "Oh, guys, you should listen to Show Hopper's podcast <laughs> every Monday and Thursday. There's a new episode. You can you can find it on any big um, podcast platform, like Spotify, Apple, or whatever have you. And then, uh, sadly, I don't live in a big city, nor will I be there anytime soon." Uh, yeah. It's just COVID. Of... But if you live in a big city or if you want to go down to a big city, buy yourself a radio and try the channels and see if you can tell other people on the radio. And maybe we'll make some friends. Who knows? Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch, but okay, we can try it. <laughs> there you go. That's a that's my that's the way you can share the podcast. I think I think that's a pretty good I would listen to a person on the radio if they just randomly started speaking to me directly. <laughs> I uh, mean that would, that would assume that you have a, that you have a radio tuned in. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So to, to that frequency. Yeah, I'll just buy the same brand of radio. I think it's like it's pre- you just get a pretty like common cheap brand in whatever like Lowe's, Home Depot store you're by, and I'm sure other people will own it if you're in a big enough city. I suppose so. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. Uh, be sure to contact us at showhopperspodcasts at gmail dot com. Uh, Give some rating, subscribe. Uh, is there anything else, Mr. Sal? Uh, no, I think I'm all set for this week. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to this next episode, although uh, you've given me some mixed reviews on it. I'm telling you right now, if you're a baseball fan, you'll love it. So, okay. I want to thank everyone for watching, and uh, see you next week. <laughs>